This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Welcome to the Break the Bell podcast. That yes. is this thing that we do. Yes, just this little thing. This little ditty that we do from time to time. Yes. Are we live? We are live. I think we're live. We should be live. Let me check. The TV says we're live. The TV says we're live, but are we live is the real question. Sometimes I wonder um, what's actually going on because, you know, it's YouTube. Maybe we're not live. Ah, we are live. According right. to this, this says live. So perfect. It's so we're live. It's Monday night and we're live. We yes. we made it two weeks in a row. I know. I know. I know. It's I, been I think, a while. I think we're over the hump. We. <laughs> I want to say that. <laughs> but we're here tonight. So yes. That's what matters. Exactly. Tonight we're talking about uh, cash in closets, or a I, closet. Do you have cash in your closet? I don't have cash. No, I wish I, I had I, cash I, in my I, closet. I might have a couple of quarters, maybe. You know, it's just, it, it's getting ridiculous. Like what, like comes out as corruption at the highest political right. levels. It's just like, really? Yeah. Really? That's that's what you did. Yeah. You did that thing and thought you could get away with it. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're talking two specific examples. Um, we're talking about. Bob Menendez, who's a senator from yes. New Jersey, New Jersey, and then Adam Schiff, who I don't know if you're familiar with Adam Schiff, but he's yes. pretty big into the um, against corruption. Th- like yes. he he was the Trump for Trump's first uh, impeachment. He was like yeah. the, the yes. head guy in that. He, he's very you know straight, narrow, honest oh, yeah. guy, right? Honest, honest Abe guy, yeah, uh, yeah. no corruption. No. Uh, apparently, he, he has some skeletons in his closet oh. too. So, um, no. we're we're going to be discussing those cases. I I'm I guess my biggest question of the day is: Are all uh, pol- politicians corrupt? <laughs> I, I mean, I think anybody who's been in there longer than say five years is yes. I mean, another reason to impose term limits, Absolutely, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. And, so, and these guys have been in there for a long time. Right. Now, there's the saying that goes like, uh, power corrupts. Power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Now, do you feel that power corrupts, or do you feel that the corrupt are, like, attracted to power? Or power attracts the yes. already, or, like, the predisposed towards corrupt yes. people? Yeah, I definitely feel like there's a type 
and, and there, there's a certain type that yes. shoots for those yeah. <laughs> political aspirations yes. and they always end up being the uh kevin spacey yeah. uh what? it's the ones that go in to do good that that don't last very long yeah they don't right? stick it out or yeah. they don't make it right right because they don't play the game right yeah. and well, you got to play a certain game in order yeah. to get to those levels and in order to play the game you've got to be a little fucking corrupt you got to be yeah a little you got to or a, you got to think like a, like a cop, a good cop has to think like a criminal a right good, a, a good politician has to think like a bad one <laughs> or be a bad one a good, yes a good cop pretty much has yeah, to because be you got to be criminal. thinking like okay they're going to try to get you on every turn right even if you're a good guy they're going to try to get you in some compromising position where you can be blackmailed and and right. and then you're fucked. It's kind of right? that like good old boys club, like the yeah. the inner circle we've talked about a lot on the show, where it's like they have to have something on you yes. to allow you into that inner circle, so yeah. they can uh, blackmail right. you or something. If you ever decide to like step out against the yeah. the inner circle, they've got something on you. It's kind of like um, the the theories about the skull and bones club, where right. you get into a coffin and do obscene things to yourself while they like i don't know piss on you or something yeah. I, I i don't know but you, yeah. you've heard the stories where it's just like they take pictures of you doing this like right. really nasty stuff and then it's like if you ever spill the secrets of the skull and bones club um we release these. we release these photos yeah. so it, it's kind of like that it's like yeah you've got to you've got to be corrupt for them to allow you into that inner sphere yeah. or they they corrupt you to a a point where they have something on you. Yeah. So, and I mean, this, all this is, is a big pissing club anyway. Like yeah. every time I hear of another, another political corruption scandal, it's just like, okay, um, so what are you doing that you're trying to keep them from seeing while you point yeah. your finger over there? Cause it's always the right. ones that point the finger that yeah. end up like falling into their own corruption yeah. thing. It and that was later. the first thing I, I thought of when I when I saw these cases. Two th cross thoughts crossed my mind. Number one, who'd they piss off? Right, right. Like, who are they not playing ball with? That they someone's like, okay, well, fine, we'll release this. And number two, what are they distracting from? Like, right. there must be a bigger corruption case there that they don't want you to see. Right. Well, again, like Adam Schiff is the anti-Trump yeah. figure, so it's just like obviously the Republicans or like the Trump circle is going to be like oh look yeah. at him he's got his corruption too right. he can't say much and then um this bob menendez guy um obviously i mean he's from new jersey obviously he's That's corrupt like so. every politician right in yeah, new jersey exactly derek is here he says he's late well derek so uh, are we <laughs> we were kind of too i thought i i was running early and then i ran upstairs and i was like i'm gonna do a few things before and then all of a sudden you were here i'm like oh I, it's time i'm late again even yeah. though i was early so um that's that's the stuff we're going to talk about the the corruption this uh, i'm going to talk about these two examples specifically and then we'll probably do some philosophical debate on you know this whole like does power corrupt or do the corrupt crave the power mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't believe everybody that goes for those roles are corrupt i do feel like and we'll get into this later i do feel like people do go in with good intentions but i mean even the most well-intended you get into that spot where it's just like well it's just a little a, a couple dollars here mm -hmm. i mean nobody's gonna miss it right. um I'll, I'll make sure i give it back after i gamble it away yeah. you know right uh, then every every time you 
do that, yeah. it's a little easier to do that. And then even the best fall into that corruption. Yeah. I, I feel like it's all corrupt to like I don't want to get too far ahead. Yeah. We'll get you into ever, the case. You ever like, watch um um Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Jimmy Stewart? No. Old one. Classic. Really good. I'm Anyways, not eighty, so no. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so he's a, he's a he was a scout leader and he decides to run for representative of his state. I think it's Tennessee. And so he goes there and so his big plan is he wants to create like a boys camp. And so this piece of land he has designated, apparently lobbyists have decided they want to build a dam there. And so when he finds out about it, after all the promises he's made and what these people have promised him, he's like, well, I'm going to fight you. Well, so then all of a sudden they start releasing in the newspapers and, and radio and stuff about how he's been embezzling this money uh-huh. that kids have been sending him to create this camp. And so and so the, the lobbyist won't let like any media outside the state into the state. Right. And they, they're blocking all like other forms. So it's making him look like super corrupt. And so was he super corrupt? He was not. He was trying to fight it. And so he ends up going on a um, what's it called when you, you talk all night filibuster. To try to you know to to kind of get to people and stuff, and they're even then they're blo- trying to block that right. and stuff. So, well, now the twist in the movie would have been if they he turned around and used that money to for his like own like legal defense. Right. Like, yeah. and he's like, well, it's still for a good cause, but at the end of the day, it's still not going. Yeah, to show that even the best of us are. Yeah can be corrupt. The best at that level are uh, and, and in there some was, way corrupt. So this the senior senator, the guy that he idolized, who is a friend of his dad, you know, they called him right. the white knight, you know, because he always fought for these causes. Well, he was totally corrupt. And so he was You're working totally... against him behind the scenes. Yep. So. so, yeah, I, w- I want to get into, like, how much corruption is too much corruption? Like, and we'll Aren't get we into some examples. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, at, at what level, because they... They they bring up the Goldilocks right. laws in all of this. It's like, well, um, how much is th- too much? How much is just right. the just the right amount of corruption? Where, I mean, yeah, it's probably a slippery slope, but really, was it a crime? Right. Um, so I want to get into all that stuff. Uh, before we do, obviously, we got to mention uh, check us out all over the social medias because that's what where we are. Yeah. That's I mean, we we're do. we're social and we're the, kind of media. we're in yeah sure. <laughs> Check us out all of the social medias. Um, you can find us all over, all across them at the handle at Break the Bell Pod. Share us far and wide across the land of X and Facebook and Instagram and wherever you find us. Uh, make sure you share us with your grandmas because. <laughs> That I mean, that would that's ideal. Our ideal demographic is the grandmas. Wow. Okay. So, okay. That's why we go on a. That's seven. why I mentioned Jimmy Stewart. I figured uh, that's exactly. A yes. Right? That that's guaranteed grandma. Yes. Um, content there. So share us with your grandmas. Share us with your neighbors and share us with your cats. Because uh, I got a cat this week. Yesterday. Yeah. Congratulations. Shut Welcome the to the fuck club. up. <laughs> I hate fucking cats, and I forgot why I hated cats. My my family surprised. Like, I DJ'd a wedding Saturday night. I didn't get home till like three thirty. Exhausted. They got. I am dead tired. They got up kind of early, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Well, then she comes in and she's like, We're gonna go out quick. We have a surprise for you. I'm like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And so I was just happy they all left so I could freaking yeah, right. sleep. You're like, they appreciate me. Yeah, they really do. A <laughs> couple hours later, 
I got good sleep, and I hear them come in. I was like, oh, I wonder what they are. I'm thinking they maybe brought me breakfast or right. something. That would you be know? a nice, decent family thing to do. And they come in the room and drop a kitten on me. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and at first, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. I, I forgot why I hated cats. The thing kind of slept and purred all, all afternoon. It was, yeah, it was cute. And then uh, 10 o'clock rolls around, and he's kind of sleeping. Then all of a sudden, he perks up. He sits up. And he turns into a fucking nighttime asshole. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fall asleep mm-hmm. till like 1.30 in the morning. I finally threw him in the bathroom and was like, shut the fuck up and go to sleep. <laughs> and then I remembered why I hate cats, because mm-hmm. they're assholes. Yes. So, yes. got a cat, so share it with your cats. <laughs> that's it, that's it. We're going to get into this intro video, and when we come back, we're going to talk about... Cash in closets, cash in freezers, I, uh, the corruption, and the political scheme in, gener- yeah. in general. American politics. So, um, America, or just world. Just, yeah, that's just, true. It's just politics. It's yeah, yep. that's true. So watch this video. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? We're back. So, Bill. Yes. Is it at all? Is there even an ounce of possibility to hold a higher government position and not be corrupt? No. No. So you don't think? think, So you think Josh Smith gets corrupt if he becomes president? I don't think he would become president because of that. <laughs> because of that, yeah. Yes. Because he's not corrupt enough. Yes. Yeah, because I, I, you know, obviously, and you always hear this phrase, pay to play, right? Yes. And I, that is, that's how our government works. Right. 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 So you got to pay a lot of money and a lot of your soul. Or favors and a, a lot, lot of, of your soul. Yes. Exactly. To, to get to those positions. Yeah. So I asked the question. I, so solid answer starting out, and we'll, we'll ask it again probably, and we'll discuss it more after after we go through all this. Is is it the corrupt that go after those positions, or does the position corrupt? Do you think it's solely like a certain personality type that goes after it, or do you think there's a possibility that the best intentions get corrupt by the position as well? Yeah, I, no, I, I definitely feel like, I think it's rarer for a good person to seek an office where they, they want to try to do some good. I, I would say maybe like, maybe 2%. You're right. Right. Where most people, I, I agree with you, is mo- there's that personality type where people are like, yeah, I, I want this power. I want power. Yeah. It's like, 
the ones that are the only ones that stand any sort of a chance are the ones that are like i don't want this freaking job right. yes but something needs to change right and those ones are at the end of the day don't get to those levels right except for donald trump but i i don't feel like he was actually that yeah i don't think like so. he was like I mean, even since the 80s, it's like, I don't want to be president. I don't ever want, like, why would I want to be president? But I got to do some, I got to do my, my good deed and become, pre I got to save the country right. from the country. But, but even him, he was working off of a savior complex, right? Well, yeah, that's what only I say. I only I, this. only I can fix it. Nobody else can yeah. fix it. I feel like in the 80s, he was, he at least presented it better, yeah. like, I, I need to do this because something needs to happen. I don't freaking want to do this. But then in the 2000s, when he finally did, after teasing for 25 plus years, yeah. in the 2000s, 2016, whatever, it was just like, I am going to be the best president in the history of presidents. Right. It's like, how did you get from, Yeah. you know, Oprah, I, I, I just don't want to do this, but... But this country just sucks right now, and we need we, we yeah. somebody needs to step up, and I feel like nobody else is stepping up. Two, only I can win. I got the bigliest plan. It's yeah, like, what right. the fuck happened? Yeah. In that, uh, did he just stop censoring himself, yeah. <laughs> or did yeah. he like that, lose brain guess. cells from too much cocaine yeah. over the year? Like I, too many I don't know. sycophants kick, kissing his ass. Yeah, probably. Uh, Derek says absolute power corrupts absolutely and it trickles down from there. Yeah, that that that's probably true. So let's uh so I I guess my next question. A lot of questions early on here. Yeah. How I asked I kind of asked but didn't allow you to answer. How much is too much corruption? Like if you allow a business or somebody that's trying obviously trying to schmooze on you if you allow them to take you to dinner and like right. buy you a nice fancy dinner and talk like kind of talk about mm -hmm. like this is kind of what we need i mean some people would say that that that's a I, form I think of that's corruption that, that's yeah. a little bit of bribery there yeah. i mean just like you know we really want you to do some favors for us and even if it's not like hey scratch my back you scratch it's just like hey come enjoy a dinner with us right. um it's on us now i mean but right, yeah. I I I don't necessarily. I mean, if it's happening constantly, yeah. I I, I think I, I think to be fair, you you have to you have to turn that down, right? You have to be like it, be like, look, you know, I, I'm a servant of the people. I don't feel comfortable you you buying me something or giving me something, right? You know, I, I'll take care of myself. I appreciate the sentiment, but I'll take care of myself. I mean, I to an extent, I. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Like, I mean, it's just like a business deal. It's like you're trying to go after a client and yeah. you take them out for a round of golf. Obviously, your intentions of paying for that round of golf was um, to get their, not necessarily to get their business, but right. to kind of Wine get you get you a, a foot in the door right. at least. And I, I mean, I took ethics classes in in college and shit that um, they they were like, oh, you, as a business, that is unethical and blah 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 it's like businesses do that shit all the time though and no right. i mean nobody's gonna be like that's the most fucking corrupt government or not government uh corporation because they took so-and-so out a potential mm -hmm. client out for a round of golf yes that's in the same kind of ballpark yeah but i i don't i'm not gonna that i mean 
I guess maybe in a way my head says I'm kind of guilty of the Goldilocks thing that I'm talking like how yeah. much like is that corrupt though or is that it's that just kind of like you know maybe a little I don't I don't know I, I, what, I, I think from it, a business standpoint yeah. like, like instead of politics go yeah. from a business standpoint you own a business right or you you you're trying to get a client in, and you're like, you know what? Come, come sit down for dinner with me. Drinks but, are on me, or whatever. But the difference is that business is for profit, right? Whereas politics is not supposed to be. For I was going to say politics are definitely for profit because they're making a <laughs> right. lot more profit than I am in the in the private sector. But um, I, I, I definitely feel like, you know, it could be a slippery slope, right? Like, oh, you buy me dinner, and then it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, how about, um, you know, I. I what, you want to come to uh, Florida with us, you know, just right. kind of hang out for the weekend, maybe do a round of golf, you know, and 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 so you know it, you're thinking, oh, okay, well maybe maybe I have a relationship here, right? Maybe uh -huh. I can do some good with this, and then I think from there it can quickly escalate. Well, yeah, that, it's like the escalation thing, like all of a sudden uh, receiving trips on a private jet. It's like, hey, like mm. you can fly on my private jet. I mean, that doesn't even sound like they're giving you much, just like they're you're transporting, but still. Yeah. That's receiving from right. somebody that might pretend that's trying to benefit from you to um, having your house paid for. It's like, oh, yeah. don't like, look yeah. here. Here's a, I got this this property. You can come live to uh, a camp like massive campaign donations. It's right. just like. I feel like lobbyists lobbying is like the gate, like yes. the gate watchers of corruption it's like yeah. they allow what corruption comes in and what corruption goes like the corporations obviously pay the lobbyists the right. lobbyists donate to campaigns and right. shit or or they don't the lobby they, they shouldn't be allowed to donate to campaigns right. lobbyists shouldn't be allowed to but they do um but and then the lobbyists like go on behalf to and present the right. corporate interest to the politicians when in reality they're all just paying and playing right. and all that shit but but you get the lobbyists like and, and like hey you know um i really i really like what you were saying in your in your speech or in your t town hall i'd really like to throw you like uh maybe a, like a a dinner you know kind mm -hmm. of a, a fundraising dinner you know right. so we can get money for you right, right. And, and by just being there with some of the people it's like they they figure okay you're here to to play right right exactly and it's like even though it's like I'm not I'm not contributing to you I'm just throwing this can right. this donation dinner but I mean you're paying for the dinner which right. is upwards of or right. the the seven thousand dollar plate or something uh, yeah plate well, or something like that well then the person that's throwing it's probably paid over a million dollars to to host the stupid yeah, thing so expect something yeah exactly and like nobody is in the especially in that realm is doing anything for free right. it's not like yeah. oh yeah just come play around a golf it's it's cool it's on me yeah. You know, <laughs> You You're don't like, have to vote the way I vote, but yeah, but you like golf, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. Right, exactly. So tonight, like I, like I mentioned in the in the pre-show, tonight is a a tale of two congressmen, one being Bob Menendez, who is the senator from New Jersey. He's mm -hmm. apparently one of the, like the highest profile Democrat senators. He's like yeah. one of the most powerful Democrat senators out there. Um, and then Adam Schiff, who we've all heard right. Adam Schiff stories, and yes. we, we know who Adam Schiff is. But those two, they're both, they've both been at the, the forefront of 
uh, corruption cases, yes. like uh, convicting other politicians yeah. of corruption. And, and Schiff is a big one that he's always speaking out about earmarks. Right. Right. <laughs> and his whole case right now is is about earmarks. <laughs> yes. Which um, is ironic. Yeah. But both of them have been involved in high profile cases of mm-hmm. corruption against political opponents and stuff. Yeah. So so now that the finger's pointing back, it always seems like the ones that are like, oh, corruption, 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 like Nancy Pelosi, for example, like screaming about mm-hmm. Trump's corruption and like her husband is in the stock market, which her policies directly impact. And yeah. there's no possible inside trading going right. on there because yeah. why would that ever happen? Even though she votes no yeah. to uh, the congress people not being able to kind of play in the stock markets mm-hmm. um she always votes no against right. that because that's where her wealth comes from why right. would she vote exactly why would she vote contrary to that even even gavin newsom has the smarts to warn about uh, cracking down on other politicians corruptions like he came out and he's like uh, said to the Republicans a couple weeks ago, he's like, "Yeah, you, you might want to be careful if you're pointing the fingers because you start, you start uh, coming after like Joe Biden was what he's talking about. If you go after Joe Biden, then um, you're gonna have to go against basically all politicians, and not just politicians, but also every like private sector corporation. He's like basically saying there's corruption fucking everywhere. Right. So leave it alone is yeah. what he was saying. <laughs> so he was at least smart enough to be like." You don't want to open up this. You don't yeah. want to kick this hornet's nest because we're all probably going to go down if we start right. pointing fingers. So at least he was smart enough to yeah. warn against that, even though he's he's just as crooked as yeah. basically what he was saying. He's like, "I'm crooked. You're crooked. We're all crooked." Yeah. Um. So, but then you get people like Adam Schiff and uh, Bob Menendez. They're like, "You're fucking corrupt. Yeah. You're fucking corrupt." And um, all of a sudden the tables are turned. It's just like. Hey, what's what's with the gold bars and the cash in your right. it's stuffed in jacket pockets yeah. in your in your closet, like to the tune of like, f- was it five hundred thousand yeah. dollars or something like that, just hidden in his yeah. jacket pockets and shit? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about these. Let's start first with the big one right mm-hmm. now, which is Bob Menendez, which for yeah. being the most powerful senator, um, I don't know too much about him. Yeah, I had never heard of him before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how much we do our homework. We don't even know the most powerful uh, senator. So I've got this article from CNN here. Let's see if it'll pull up. It's thinking about it. There it is. It's called, it's titled, Senator Bob Menendez and wife are indicted on bribery charges. Uh, the DOJ seizes gold bars and $500,000. Now, this one's interesting because it's not just like lobbyists or corporate interests giving them money. It's like foreign agents yeah. giving them money. Right. Which is stuff. even scarier. Yeah. says, New Jersey Democrat Democratic Senator Bob Menendez was charged on Friday with corruption-related offenses for the second time in 10 years. Which second time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second time in 10 years that this has come up. And obviously he's denied, denied, denied. He's like, you didn't give me the first time. What makes you think you're going to give me this time? Obviously I'm innocent. Menendez and his wife, Nadine Arcelanian Menendez, are accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes in exchange for the senator's influence, according to the newly unsealed federal indictment. I mean, isn't that basically what Biden's done? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Prosecutors allege the bribes include gold, cash, home mortgage payments, compensation for a low or no-show job, and a luxury vehicle. What's a low or no-show job? I don't yeah. know what that means. Um, probably compensation for like putting people in like certain Different position positions, jobs, like yep. interns and stuff yep. like that. This is the second set of corruption charges levied against Menendez by the Justice Department in a decade. He previously fought off conspiracy, bribery, and honest services fraud related to alleged personal favors. Menendez is up for re-election next year. He has been in the Senate since 2006. Uh, Senate Democrat caucus rules will force Menendez to step aside as chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, but he can still serve on the panel. Menendez slammed the indictment in a statement. He said, for years, forces behind the scenes have repeatedly attempted to silence my voice and dig my political grave. Who does he sound like? <laughs> Donald Trump? Yeah. Since this investigation was leaked nearly a year ago, there has been an active smear campaign of anonymous sources and innuendos to create an air of impropriety, impropriety where none exists. The excesses of these prosecutors is apparent. They have misrepresented the normal work of a con congressional office. On top of that, not content with making false claims against me, they have attacked my wife for longstanding friendship she had before she and I even met. Menendez also previously set up a legal defense fund. Beginning in April, his wife sold gold bars worth as much as $400,000, according Jeez. to the senator's most recent financial disclosure, disclosure form. So here's the accusations, according to CNN. Menendez is charged with three alleged crimes, including being on the receiving end of a bri bribery conspiracy. The conspiracy counts also charge his wife, Nadine, and three people described as New Jersey associates and businessmen, Weil, Hanna, Jose Uribe, and Fred Dibes. A lawyer for Nadine Menendez said she denies any wrongdoing and would fight the federal indictment. Bob Menendez and the other defendants will appear in court 10.30 Eastern Time on Wednesday. The group is accused of coordinating to use Menendez's power as U.S. Senator to benefit them personally and to benefit Egypt. Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't say a whole lot in this about Egypt, so we'll, we'll yeah. get back to that. But I feel like CNN kind of glosses well, yeah, over right. some of the facts. Like that was kind of a big... <laughs> that was kind of a big part of it, yeah. and they're like... Using his power to, like, his powerful position to benefit Egypt. It's yeah. like, oh, just, just oh, like, Egypt? benefit Egypt. Oh. Yeah. In the indictment, prosecutors accuse Menendez of trying to sway the president's choice of top federal prosecutor in New Jersey to benefit one of the business associates and pressure the Department of Agriculture to protect a business monopoly another contact had from Egypt. So, it seems like some really serious accusations. <laughs> yeah, but it, I... It's worse than that when it like they're still glossing over yeah. the e Egypt. Well, part. yes, yes. The Department of Agriculture in 2019 had contacted Egypt to object to it giving Menendez's contact Hannah uh, monopoly rights related to supplying halal meat to the U.S. Yeah, Hannah met Hannah or Hannah, I don't know. Uh, Hannah met Menendez in his office along with others, including an Egyptian intelligence official, in May of 2019, asking for help fending off the U.S. agency's opposition. The group went to Washington, D.C., steakhouse for dinner that evening, the, the indictment said. Two days later, Menendez allegedly called an agriculture department official asking them to stop opposing Hanna's venture. 
When Official One attempted to explain why the monopoly was detrimental to U.S. interests, Menendez reiterated his demand in some of and substance that the USDA stop interfering with ISEG Halal's monopoly. Uh, Official One did not accede to Menendez's demand, but is EG Halal nevertheless nevertheless ISEG Halal nevertheless kept its monopoly? So it sounds like he did capitulate. To his demands. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, according to the indictment, searches of Menendez's home and safe deposit box federal agents conducted in 2022 turned up nearly $500,000 in cash, including envelopes inside jackets emblazoned with Menendez's name. So he just had cash envelopes stuffed in jacket pockets in his closet. Yeah, I do that all the time. I mean, yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hide your money, why wouldn't you hide it in your yeah. jacket pockets? I like how... Um, all we know is his because it his was in jacket. It. His name was uh, <laughs> monogrammed inside the, the jacket. It's, it's like a bad movie. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> or like not even a movie, like a crime doc, yeah. like a crime series, like true, not like, true crime, but like a like Law and Order type show or yeah. something like that. Where it's just like, well, we know it was, it was the defendants because his name was on the yeah, jacket. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not mine. Oh, well, we found this envelope with uh, Mendez's name on it and this jacket that says this is Mendez's jacket. <laughs> it's better. Prosecutors say some of the envelopes had the fingerprints or DNA of one of the business contacts from whom the senator is accused of taking bribes. Wow. So not only is there just random envelopes in pockets, but it's got the fingerprint, blatant fingerprints of yeah. his like Egyptian friends that were like trying to bribe yeah. him into keeping a monopoly for them for their halal meat yeah. company. The federal investigators who searched Menendez's home found a luxury vehicle paid for by Jose Yorib parked in the garage as well wow. as home furnishings from another business contact and gold bars. It's like he doesn't even try. <laughs> so here was his previous yeah. trial conviction or not tr- conviction. Does he was it have in there of, what his excuse was? He he goes into that. Okay, I've okay, got another okay. article where he's like, "Gotcha, guys." I, I th- yeah, okay. Since this is this is this is what really happened, yeah. but we'll get there. Okay. So his previous trial says Menendez was charged by federal prosecutors from the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey in 2015 with conspiracy, bribery, and honest service fraud relating to allegedly abusing power of his office. Prosecutors said the senator accepted more than $600,000 that oh, time dang. in political contributions, a luxurious hotel suite at the Park Hyatt in Paris, and free rides on a private jet from a wealthy ophthalmologist, Dr. <laughs> Solomon Melgan, in exchange for political favors. Ophthalmologist? Yeah, what political favors is an ophthalmologist <laughs> getting? And so... how does an ophthalmologist <laughs> have a private jet? Yeah. Like, what kind of ophthalmology yeah. is he performing? Just to let you know, 2020 is bad. <laughs> right. The corruption trial of Menendez ended in a mistrial in November 2017. So, from what I read, this was such a bad trial that one of th- one of the jury members in this hung jury at dared to ask the question, "What is a senator?" These are the people that <laughs> decided his future. Wow. What okay. is a senator? So, like they're like, do you understand all the everything that's going on with this trial against Senator Menendez? Yeah. And then he's like, any any questions? Uh, what's a what's a senator? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I just imagine the judge was like, oh, God, you know what? I'm it. done. He, he's whatever. Hung jury. <laughs> Says, um, the, let's see. The corruption trial ended in mistrial in November 2017 after the jury reported it was deadlocked. Both men denied all of the charges. Following the mistrial, a federal judge acquitted them of several of the charges in 2018. Justice Department dropped the remaining charges against Menendez. Melgan, who was in on this too, oh, that was the the ophthalmologist, was convicted of a dozen or of dozens of counts of health care fraud, though, and sentenced to 17 years in a separate case. Wow. But his sentence was commuted by then-President Donald Trump. Like, who is this guy? Yeah, right. Like, uh, why is he so important that he's flying around a yeah. senator? Is he the next Epstein? <laughs> and he's, like, co- commuted by President Trump. Right, yeah. What is an ophthalmologist? It's an eye doctor. <laughs> no, that's an optometrist. It is an eye doctor. Uh, qualified to deliver total eye care. So oh, an uh, optometrist is just kind of... They just check your yeah, vision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After his mistrial was announced in 2017, a defiant Menendez issued a warning at a news con- conference to those who are digging my political grave. He likes to say that because he said yeah. that this time too. It, it sounded good the first time. So that they could jump into my seat. I know who you are and I won't forget you. This is wow. like the Cuban version of yeah, Donald right. Trump. <laughs> So what do you think of this guy so far? Yeah, he, he's slimy as fuck. He is, and I really want to know who this this yeah, yeah. Op- ophthalmologist Opti- yeah. is that's being like flying people around. Yeah, for Milligan is his name. Melden, I think. Melden. Melgan. Melgan. So, mm. and being commuted by Donald Trump, he's right. like, I just want to make sure people never see me in glasses. <laughs> So do your best. Do your best on my tiny orange eyes, and I will commute your sentence. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have more questions about that than about yeah. the slimy freaking senator well, from New Jersey. Well, everything in that article, I mean, there, there's giant, like, gaping holes in that. And it's yeah. like, but their focus is on Mendez. And right. so it's like, um, okay, Egypt ophthalmologist with a private plane that gets commuted by Trump. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> jury people so who dumb. don't know what a senator is. <laughs> like, well, let's get back to Menendez though. Just like this scene. Yeah. Because they raided Donald Trump's thing, place and they found like thrown about right. documents and shit. They raided or they checked out, I guess, uh, Biden's place and found documents sitting in his garage and stuff. Right. They read this guy's house. You think after all that, he starts hearing r- whispers that, hey, are they, th- there's these rumors going around about you. Yeah. Do you think he'd get rid of the cash right. in his freaking jacket pockets? Yeah. Or the luxury vehicle that has a pretty much a pink slip <laughs> from the, the guy. guy that they're accusing yeah. him of taking bribes yeah. from? Like, how stupid are you? Like, I, there's so many easier ways to hide, like, dirty money yeah. these days, and you're stuffing it in a jacket but, pocket. But stupidity or arrogance? Well, that that's, like, kind of what I was thinking early on, like, in our, our pre-show. It's just like... Are they just to the point where like I'm untouchable? I, yeah, that's what I think. And like you said, he, he they tried to get him on this once before, hung jury, which obviously was orchestrated. And right. so he's just thinking, you know what? I, I got a I got a judge in the Justice Department in my pocket, right? And uh, we'll and just I got set that guy that again. doesn't even know who the fucking uh, <laughs> what a fucking senator is. Yeah, so exactly. We're, we're we'll bring him in again. He's due for right. jury duty. <laughs> 
So you want to get more into the the Egypt stuff because yes, there seems do. to be a little more. To, very interesting to me. I I feel like CNN kind of intentionally glossed yeah. over some really key elements to this Egyptian yeah. thing here. So this one is from Al Jazeera, so it's straight from the Middle East. Um, it says U.S. Senator Bob Menendez indicted on bribery charges. Prosecutors accuse Menendez and his wife of corruption, including using top Democrat power to influence policy to benefit Egypt. And it goes further than just like the monopoly right, thing with right. the one company. With the halal meat. Top U.S. Senator Bob Menendez and his wife have been charged, blah, 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 all that stuff we just said, uh, including influencing foreign policy for the benefit of Egypt. Sounds kind of like what they were accusing Trump of in right. Ukraine and what Joe Biden Actions literally did doing. in Ukraine yeah. and all that shit. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan Friday accused Menendez and his wife of Nadine, wife Nadine of accepting hundreds, hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I feel like, I, I feel like <laughs> the translation here is a yes, little off because it was hundreds so. of thousands, but this just says hundreds of dollars, hundreds of thousands. I doubt this would be on news if it was hundreds of dollars. In their relationship with three New Jersey businessmen, who they mentioned on mm -hmm. CNN. Those bribes include cash, gold payments towards a home mortgage, compensation, blah, 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 all the stuff we just read. Um, let's see. Let's get to the Egypt stuff. Here's his statement, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. I know it's here somewhere. They, they hid the stuff in the bottom, too, but they actually talk about it. Um, they're seeking to have Menendez. Menendez forfeit assets, including his New Jersey home, a 2019 Mercedes-Benz, and about $566,000 in cash, gold bars, and funds from a bank account. The businessmen, Walhana, Jose Uribe, and Fred Dibes, were also charged in the scheme. Prosecutors said Hana, who is originally from Egypt, arranged dinners and meetings between Menendez and Egyptian officials in 2018, during which officials pressed the senator about about halal meat, right? Mm -hmm. Pressed the U.S. senator about the status of U.S. military aid. Oh. So similar to what was going on in Ukraine. Yeah. In exchange, Hanna put Nadine Menendez on his company's payroll. Hmm. So his wife. Yes. So she, she had nothing to do with this, obviously. Right, obviously. Um, the Egyptian, or like, Native Egyptian, now New Yorker or whatever, yeah. uh, all of a sudden puts his wife on the payroll and starts mm -hmm. starts paying. Kind of like Hunter Biden, right? It's like a small small time Hunter Biden yeah. scheme going on, and then are trying to get some kind of mm -hmm. military aid for the for Egypt. So that Egypt at the time was one of the largest recipients of U.S. military aid, but the Department of State had withheld 195 million dollars in 2017. Uh, and canceled an additional $65.7 million until the country could demonstrate improvements in human rights and democracy. At a meeting Menendez in 2018, Menendez told Hannah non-public information about the status of the aid, prosecutor said. Non-public as in private. Yeah, like as in like <laughs> classified or yes. like at least not supposed to be out in the public. Yeah. Um, Hannah then texted an Egyptian official, the ban on small arms and ammunition in Egypt has been lifted according to the indictments made on made public on Friday. Reporting from D.C. on Friday afternoon, Al Jazeera correspondent Heidi Zou Castro said the accusations are startling and wide-reaching. 
Um, it says, the crux of the indictment, she said, was that Menendez shared sensitive and non-public information with the Egyptians, including staffing at the U.S. Embassy in Cairo and wow. the status of U.S. military aid in Egypt. Holy fuck. In a statement on Friday, the president of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington um, called on Menendez to resign. The stain of corruption continuously taints Menendez, said the group's president. Uh, Menendez deserves a fair trial and a presumption of innocence on the latest charges, but it is not appropriate for him to remain in office. Out of respect for the institution of the Senate, he must step down. So At now least. what do you feel about this whole Menendez uh, Yeah, thing? that's fucking, like, treason. <laughs> Espionage, right? I mean, selling U.S. secrets for, for favors, a house, and a nice car. Right, and a job for your wife. Right, and, yeah, a nice job for your wife. I and mean, uh, gold bars and yeah. all, all this other shit. Yeah. So, I don't know, this is this is a little bit... that. A little bit more right. than what CNN was yeah, talking right. about, the halal meat company. Yeah, Monopoly for halal meat. Yeah, a little bit more. So, I mean, that is right on par, I feel like, as the Trump-Biden-Ukraine yes. love triangle menage a trois they had going on <laughs> over there with Zelensky. Yes. Um, and absolutely, if convicted, not only should he— uh, be kicked out of office, but yeah. he should be in some sort of detainment. Prison. Yes. Yeah. yeah, federal prison. I mean, I, it doesn't necessarily—it doesn't come out and say that he influenced well, uh, the policy towards the yeah. military aid and stuff, but it does say—make it seem like he at least gave off the perception to them that, yeah, I got this under control. Yeah. I got this in the books and blah, right. blah, blah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of you. You take care of right. me. Because why else would that guy text back and be like, hey, guess what? The, the yeah. guns are going to keep flowing. Yeah, yeah the, the bands lift it. Yeah. So so he's either, again, implicitly involved in, in tra selling secrets and favors, or he's just dumb as fuck. Or both. Or both. But my guess is he knew exactly what he was doing. Well, those are the same people whose fingerprints were on the cash mm -hmm. and it stuffed in his freaking yeah. in his pockets yeah. and stuff. So obviously he wasn't just running his mouth. He was getting something out oh, of this. Yes, yes. Or he just happened to stick that yeah. cash in right. an envelope like, that they gave oh, him. Oh, what's this for? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, it's just like, well, it's just like, oh, I just took cash out. Oh, I got this old envelope sitting here. There's nothing <laughs> left. Oh, like, I, I could reuse this yeah. envelope. I mean, yeah. old people. But, you know, we didn't get time to set up the direct deposit for your wife, so we're just going to give you this for her services. <laughs> yes, exactly. So <sighs> this is a mess. Uh, yeah, and like you said, CNN classed over quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Do you think they did that on purpose, maybe? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, do you think they would have glossed it over if it would have been Donald Trump? Oh, fuck no. Do you think they would have... Uh, um, just said, you know, the only thing is this whole meat, meat yeah. thing, monopoly. No, you know, it it's just, like, I mean, it's Egypt. Yeah. He, he's in monopoly. bed with Egypt. Yeah, yeah. He he's <laughs> and in, Putin and Putin and <laughs> and China. Yeah, and China. Um, let's see. And the Klan. <laughs> Interestingly, like I said before, Menendez has been on the other side of this, like pointing right. fingers at corruption, oh, sort of like Adam Schiff was. Um, I want to get into this. This one talks about his his previous case or his like 
when he was on the the finger pointing side, and it also kind of explains the whole Goldilocks right. like uh, uh, the 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 right amount of corruption. Right. So this one's from the Hill. It's titled Robert Menendez broke the Goldilocks rule of corruption. Uh, let me get this one pulled back up. Says the massive indictment of Senator Robert Menendez. Uh, and his wife has shaken Washington. As Senate Foreign Relations Chairman, Menendez is one— So he's the chairman of the Senate yeah, Foreign Relations. That's and even, Yeah. So he's, like, high up there in, like, making deals with yeah. foreign entities such as Egypt. Yes. And so he's uh, he's not some low lowly right. senator that's just trying to, you know, make a couple yeah. extra bucks while— Living off the measly $160,000 that the Senate pays you. Uh, no, he, he's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, it says, as Senate Foreign Relations Chairman, Menendez is one of the most powerful Democratic members of Congress and someone who has long been a kingmaker in the party. He also has long been accused of open and insatiable corruption. <laughs> what made Menendez a standout in D.C. was not his corrupt inclinations, but his utter audacity uh, in following them. I was able to witness this signature conduct personally on the floor of the Senate. In 2010, I defended, so the, the author of this is talking, he def apparently defended a judge, Thomas Porteous, a federal judge who was uh, being impeached for corruption charges, says against charges that he had taken gifts and misused his office for personal gain. The curious thing about the Senate trials is that you have a jury composed of people you could strike for cause in a real court. Menendez was among those sitting in the judgment of Porteous, but he wasn't just another face in the Senate crowd. He stood out. It was like arguing a, pir a piracy case with Captain Jack Sparrow sitting in the jury. Menendez himself would later go on trial in 2017 in a major bribery and fraud case involving... Luxury gifts allegedly exchanged for official favors. Most of us expected the worst when during jury deliberation, one juror asked the court, what is a senator? <laughs> Menendez dodged the bullet, the jury hung, and the Justice Department dropped all the charges. Uh, now Menendez has been slapped with a massive new bribery indictment. The facts are all too familiar with a long list of lavish gifts allegedly made in exchange for favors. The indictment details gold bars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, furnishings, and other gifts. His wife was allegedly actively involved in the corruption conspiracy and is also facing criminal charges. So then this talks briefly about the Porteous trial that, right. that he was involved in. During the Porteous trial, I noted that at the time of the underlying acts, the senators themselves were accepting free lunches. So while they're charging right. this guy with accepting favors and stuff— they're accepting yeah. free lunches, which at the time there was no laws or rules against. Right. So it was it, that was fine, but right. what the judge was doing wasn't fine. Yeah, says it was not until later that the rules changed on such gifts. Menendez now stands accused of accepting a host of gifts at the time, at that time, uh, the same time that he was charging Porteous, um, including an eight thousand free flight in October of two thousand ten, in addition to luxury trips to Paris and the Caribbean villa. How do you sit on this like panel yeah. accusing this guy of accepting gifts right. while at that same exact time you're receiving like eight thousand dollars in private pl private planes. flights, you're getting yeah. trips to Paris, the Caribbean yeah. and stuff, but you're like, 
you can't take gifts for yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. Only we can do that. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. Yet Menendez still demanded conviction for Porteus, even though the judge was never charged with bribery and free lunches and other gifts would not be enough to even register with Menendez. So he w- he wanted to throw the book at him, even right. though there wasn't like bribery going on. It was just kind of like, you know, receiving right. free stuff. Yeah. The question is whether this level of corruption is now enough for Democrats. California Governor Gavin Newsom, this is what I talked about a few little bit ago, recently suggested a type of Goldilocks rule for corruption. He warned that people in Washington had better be careful if they want to crack down on the Biden family's influence peddling. So this is Gavin Newsom's quote. If that's the new criteria, <laughs> the new criteria, <laughs> if the new criteria is cracking down on corruption. Yeah, the, you guys are just way out of touch. <laughs> if that's our new criteria, if that's what we're going with. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of folks in a lot of industries, not just in politics, where people have family members and relationships, and they're trying to parlay and get a little influence and benefit in that respect. That's hardly unique. It's like, guys, (laughs) corruption's everywhere. Yeah. It's like, come on, are we really going there now? (laughs) It would appear that the question is not corruption, but when a little corruption is just right. If these allegations against Menendez are proven when he violated Washington's Goldilocks rule, or then he violated Washington's Goldilocks rule, it would mean Menendez pursued gifts with a reckless abandon, endangering others whose corruption was more circumspect. So basically like, well, if the Goldilocks rule actually is in place, where it's just like, that's just the right amount. Menendez like far leapt over that that line. Achiever. Consider the timeline. It would mean that during the Porteous trial, Menendez was allegedly accepting gifts while condemning and removing from office a judge accused of receiving gifts. Mm. Uh, Later, after the jury hung in his first corruption trial, Menendez, according to the Justice Department, almost immediately started taking gifts from new sources. In a town known for certain finesse and influence peddling, Menendez broke with industry custom by allegedly accepting direct items like gold and a car instead of, like, like, Putting it in like a slush fund or right. like a little laundering. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. smart, yeah. dirty money. Don't make it look obvious, right? There was oh, no donated to my kids' baseball team. Thanks. Right. There was no labyrinth of shell companies and accounts. Just crude old school corruption with cash stuffed in clothing and gold bars squirreled away for a rainy day. Where corrupt figures often refer to getting their beaks wet, Menendez allegedly took a headlong plunge into the pool of corruption. This. City has not seen such low-grade <laughs> alleged bribery since Chris former. Christie. <laughs> well, there's that. Since former U.S. Representative William Jefferson of Louisiana was found with ninety thousand dollars wrapped like a po' boy oh, in his that. freezer. Yeah, I remember that. Really? What yeah. was that? Oh gosh, that was probably uh, right after Katrina. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, <laughs> it's not any worse. No, it's not. Yeah. So. This guy, hey, like, he's documented as pointing the finger right. at this judge, yeah, Porteous or whatever, um, and saying we got to throw the book at this guy. Yeah. He's the most corrupt. We need to dethrone, like, deceive him. It's unacceptable. Nothing like this should ever happen. Yeah. While he's like making bank. Yeah, rolling around <laughs> in private jets yeah. and doing the exact same, like, receiving yeah. even dinners. more so. Yeah, even worse. Oh yeah. Right. And then he gets charged in 2017, he gets off, and then he's just like, hey, I got off. We can keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, right. Business as usual. Yeah. 
Maybe not take it from the same companies, yeah. but we'll, we'll we'll shoot for Egypt this time. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you think of this comeback? Yeah, he's. I mean, everything that you think of when you think of a United States senator. So we, it's like we know they're all involved in some sort right. of shadiness, shadiness taking. I mean, if you, but but selling. I mean, Grump, Grumpy Gnome says seventy percent of our politicians are doing this. I, yeah, I, I, I would say that. that's lowballing. Yeah, numbers. right, right. That's being generous. I, I, but I mean, okay, is there is there a difference in corruption if you're if you're making a little extra money because you're insider trading on on business deals, or if you're selling government secrets, secrets and, and, <laughs> to and, Egypt? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean. Exactly. Well, that, and that's kind of what I was getting at at the beginning. It's like, is taking, I mean, when you are in a pool of people like selling off like personal secret right. to like foreign entities, is it really that bad to take a free dinner for from right. a guy that's trying to schmooze you? Yeah. I mean, yes, that is guilty of being Gavin Newsom and playing by the Goldilocks standards, but yeah. it's like, I mean, to an extent, I mean, that's just going to happen. Right. Again, in, like whether the ethics class tells you not to take out a potential client for a round of golf, th it happens. And yeah. it's not something like you're going to go to jail over. Should, like, should you do more ethical business? Maybe. But, I mean, business is business, I guess. Um, things kind of do get yeah. in gray areas sometimes. But then there's the blatant yeah you know um like pressuring a country to fire their top prosecutor because your son happens to be in some shady right. dealings in that country yeah. now that's that's a little different than accepting like a free subway right. sandwich <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah, I, mean, I would agree with that i guess i guess pick your battles but yeah. it is a slippery slope too. You start you start with the the subway sandwiches, mm -hmm. then it turns into rounds of golf, then yeah. it turns into flights on the private jet yeah. to Paris, then it turns into luxury cars, yeah. and then that turns into gold bars yeah. and cash stuffed in your yeah. freaking jacket pockets yeah, and po' boy sandwiches. And, that, and that's exactly it. It's like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about something. Hey, I'll get your lunch, right? But then it's like, hey, I really want you to meet this guy. I think he can help you out with some dealings over in the Middle East. He's really influential. Why don't you fly with us down to the weekend yeah. uh, and down to the Caribbean, right? Right. So then it's, I mean, you see how that quickly and, shifts. Well, like those, like the lobbyists, the, the corporate guys or the foreign entities or whatever, they mm -hmm. know when they have the foot in the door. Oh, it's like once yeah. you accept that free sandwich, it's like, yeah. okay, let, let's pu pu push a little more next time. Hey, uh, yeah, that was really, we had a good time. Uh, I've got a, yeah. I've got a membership at such and such country club. Why don't you come play around? Yeah. And then you start shooting the shit there, having a couple drinks. Mm. The drinks obviously are complimentary, right. but somebody paid for them. Yeah. Um, and then while you're over a few drinks, it's like, hey, um, Speaking of Egypt, <laughs> right, right. Or you, hey, you remember Bob, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got a problem. Um, you know, uh, you guys seem to get along. Maybe you can help him out, right? Right. right. And, and then it's like, oh, well, well, that's too bad because, um, I mean, you did fly down to the Caribbean with him. That could look bad optics wise, right? You know, so you might want to 
th- rethink that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, what if uh, we let this get out that you accepted yeah. this? If you don't, yeah. you know, it doesn't even have to be you scratch your my back, I scratch yeah. yours. It could be like I scratch your back now, scratch mine. Right. Or I'm gonna tell people that you were scratching my or the I, whole time. I was scratching your back, yeah. and you enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> yeah. No, and that that's exactly it. And I think that's the position a lot of these senators get into. Right. Right. So you had asked uh, what his excuse was. Yes. I mean, I know what it is, but I, I, I thought it was funny. So um, this is Menendez re- like refusing to resign, as yeah. people are calling for. People are saying, like we read, people are saying, hey, you probably ought to step down. He's yeah. like, am I going to do that? I'm not ever going to do that. Um, so here was his, his lines of what – so this wasn't a pay-for-play, a scratch-your-back. It wasn't like yeah. selling secrets, nothing like that. And he, he – he uses the race card a lot because at one point, I don't remember which article it was in, but he was like, "They're only doing this because they can't stand having a Hispanic person, oh, American, at such a prominent place, or a, a first-generation Cuban right. at such a prominent position in the Senate. That's why they're coming after him. It's like, really? That's yeah, where right. you're going. That's your reason. Like, yeah. I don't think the race card works here, but he yeah. uses it in his excuse too. Um. He says, the allegations leveled against me are just that, allegations. Um, he said at a press conference at a local community college. that, And he claimed that the $480,000 in cash seized at his home found stuffed in envelopes and hidden in clothing and closets was for emergencies, which <laughs> I'm sure it was for emergencies. Sure. I got an emergency fund, too. It's like He's... two bucks under my... <laughs> right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash for my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies. And because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba, that's why he does it. Yeah, right. Because, like, you know how in Cuba they used to take your money, and my family's from Cuba, so it's my history to just stuff cash in the mattresses. And you can't—that's cultural— discrimination right right to say i can't do that he says now this may seem old-fashioned but these were monies drawn from my personal savings account based on the income that i have lawfully derived over those 30 years i recognize that this will be the biggest fight yet he continued (laughs) so he pretty much says this this is gonna be a tough one but i'm I'm gonna come out on top (laughs) it's all right he says not only will i be exonerated i will still be new jersey's senior senator damn uh, it says, speaking first in English and then in Spanish, um, he reiterated much of his message he offered immediately after the indictment was announced. He said he was confident the case would be resolved favorably, and he urged patients to allow all the facts to be presented, like like they did with Donald Trump, obviously. Right, right of course. And he said the prosecutors had framed the facts to be salacious, as salacious as possible. <laughs> I mean, you don't really have to frame yeah. it to... Yeah. Salaciously. Just let the facts out. Right. Right. Which CNN did not do. Standing behind the senator against a wall were roughly two dozen people he called everyday people and constituents who know me. (laughs) Menendez left without taking any questions. Wow. Um, Then it gets into that same Hill article that we read about. Yeah. So for all our thousands of listeners in New Jersey. Right. Get Menendez out. This guy is slime. So, I mean, just his emergency yeah. stuffing. Of course, because he, you know, that's what you do in Cuba. Yeah, because right. of his history as a 
Yeah, that makes sense. Person of Cuba, a Cuban. Um, yeah, why wouldn't he stuff his jacket, <laughs> monogram jacket pockets yeah, with his name on it, with his it. name and save and gold both. bars and, and, and stuff. the personal vehicle? You know, that's. Well, I guess he didn't establish that enough. <laughs> now, without the cash that they like, they only seized the cash in his home because they had a reason to go search his home in the yeah. first place, and right. that 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 shit was found. Yeah. None of that has anything to do with the Egypt stuff. Well, I mean, obviously that stuff. Yeah. So explain the fucking car that had pretty much had a pink slip with the, the, <laughs> the Egyptian guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Did you also you, put did that there for safekeeping? Stick that aside for <laughs> safekeeping because yeah. of Cuba too? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, again, the only reason they were in his house was because of these allegations that came up. And then yeah. it's just like, well, let's go see what he's got going yeah. on here. And then they found the cash. And it's just like, Guys, I, that's my money. I stuffed yeah. it there. This is all just a big misunderstanding. Yeah. It's like, well, what about all the yeah. the claims about the Egypt yeah. pay-for-play type stuff? So-and-so's fingerprints are all over these envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just save envelopes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I don't just, know who touches them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a I, – I, I like to – like, why why spend money on yeah. new envelopes when I, I have these empty envelopes laying around? I could just – stuff he's like your old boss my boss now like that saves like gift bags and right yeah gift even the tissue paper out of it just in case <laughs> for later he's like i just save envelopes i just, just save them to use and then i just like this would be a good cash stuffing thing yeah. and it's like now where should i keep this i i bet you it i i could just hide it in my jacket pocket nobody will look nobody looks there i don't know it's stupid it's fucking stupid yeah yeah you ever think he, he, you know, you know how that great feeling, you know, where you put on a jacket you haven't worn since last winter, and, and you like, stick your hands in, you find a oh my gosh. five dollars or something. Yeah, yeah he like, sticks <laughs> hands in and finds like four hundred thousand yeah. dollars and a gold bar <laughs> yeah, in the right. other pocket. He's like, oh, I, oh, I thought this was a little heavy. <laughs> All right, we got to get into break. I don't know what are, what do you think about this guy? Is he, is this just a big misunderstanding? You think? <laughs> no, this guy is. This just them bring up the he, most salacious things. This guy's shit. This I guy's mean, scum. <laughs> they need to catapult him. Yes. Back over to Egypt. When we come back, we're gonna shift focuses to Adam Schiff, and um, to talk a little bit about that, and yeah. then maybe get back into the question like, how much corruption is too much corruption? Yeah. Like, Schiff is an interesting two one too. I'm, I'm yeah looking forward to talking about what yeah. he did. He, he's a he's an interesting character. So uh, we're going to take two or three minutes, and uh, when we come back, we're going to keep talking about corrupt politicians, which we can literally talk about for ever. the rest of forever. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back in just a couple minutes. Take a moment and remember the feeling. When they called you not essential. When they dictated what you could do, where you could go, how you could breathe. It's disgusting, isn't it? And they're trying to do it again. We've seen what happens when the people lose control. When politicians and unelected bureaucrats make the big decisions on our behalf, whether we like them or not. When the choices are taken away from us one by one. We've seen what happens when they strip away medical freedom. When they trample on informed consent, when they dismiss our cries of justice, they laughed at us. They called us names. Rest in peace, Wheezy. F*** them, their freedom. I want my freedom to live. And they shamed us for not going along with their every demand. 
Enough already. It's time to hold these tyrants accountable. In the midst of them trying to do it again, this wasn't a public health measure. This was an act of war against a peaceful people. But a reckoning is coming, and we're leading the charge. This campaign is for all of us. I'm asking you to join this movement that's for every single person who felt the crushing weight of mandates, the sting of being called unessential, the pain of having your liberty stripped away. I'm Joshua Smith, and I'm running because you are essential, and because our freedoms are non-negotiable. Not last time, not this time, not ever again. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. We faced the challenges. We felt the pain, but we're not defeated. Together, we have the power to create a brighter future, one where liberty thrives and tyranny dies. I endorse prosecuting the COVID tyrants and using Guantanamo Bay to lock them away for their crimes against humanity. In the face of all of this happening again, where they think we're stupid enough to fall for it, in 2024, a vote for me is a vote for vengeance. Go to joshuasmith2024.com to find out how you can help. talking about money and pockets stuffed in closets and gold bars gold bars and luxury cars and jobs for wives and yes you know some low level corruption yeah, low nothing, level nothing major like, you yeah. know selling some defense secrets to Egypt you right know. like maybe Influencing some policy, foreign policy, yeah. when you're just at the lowly position of like the highest right. foreign policy senator. Yes. Yeah. Nothing major. I mean, you know, there's the gray area, and then it, at some point you gotta be like, you know, that's the line. And then there's Bob Menendez who liked yeah. flying left over the line. Yeah. yeah. But it's all just a salacious. Right. Right. Like, right. Right. Making them seem more salacious than it was because yeah. that was just his emergency fund. Because right. you know Cuba, yeah, you know you, you know how Cuba yeah. was for him. So uh, can you expect anything different than him no. hiding money in his no, not at all. pockets? Not at all. It, you know, and it, it's I, I want I don't want to give him the credit of saying he's got some balls on him, <laughs> right? But because it's like. Again, it, it's the ego of it. It's knowing that okay, I've I've already beaten this once, right? Right. So it's just it's irritating. So let's shift to Adam Schiff. Uh, see what you did there. You see what I did there? Like again, this guy's also played a pretty significant role yeah. in the fight against quote unquote fight against corruption. Yeah. California senator. California senator. Taking on the big dogs. So. He's been kind of a, a thing for a couple different high-profile impeachment yeah. cases. One being Donald Trump's first impeachment, yeah. like we mentioned. Do you know what the other one happened to be? 
He was an impeachment manager for the Judge Porteous trial. What? <laughs> so both of them are connected to that wow. trial. But yeah, right? Dang. They both said, you know what? You're a scumbag, Mr. Judge. You need to step down. Yeah. And both of them are now, like, getting the fingers yeah. pointed back at them. You know what would so. be really funny? It wouldn't happen. But if the judge that presided over both of them was Judge Porteous. <laughs> that would be hilarious, except like, he's not well, a judge well, anymore. Well, well, well. Yeah, right. How the turns have tabled. <laughs> so it, it's interesting to me because none of the articles make it that connection. I just happened to look up Adam Schiff on Wikipedia and happened to scroll down to, like, his Senate. Yeah time as or not yeah his, his time as like an impeachment manager and looking up some of the cases and stuff yeah. and one just happened to be the same one that uh bob menendez was yeah. involved in i was like maybe, are you serious maybe this is judge porteous going out for revenge for everybody yes. that was yes. on his impeachment oh what was that movie where the guy like went and hunted down all the, the different people that oh there, there's a lot movies like that oh there's one that i'm thinking of in particular but i don't okay. know i can't think of what it yeah. involved. he like went and shot like a minister or so or like maybe uh, he might have let the minister live or something i i don't know but he was, yeah he, i i can't remember but this is judge porteous's like revenge yeah. moment like taking yeah, down right. taking down the whole yeah uh i want to see who else anti porteous yeah yeah who's next on the list <laughs> they're all shaking in their boots yeah um so he was an impeachment manager for uh, for the Thomas Porteous trial. He was the lead investigator first for the Trump impeachment um, inquiry mm -hmm. initially. And then um, he did such a good job in the inquiry that uh, Nancy Pelosi's like, you know what, I want you in charge of this whole impeachment trial. Wow. And so he was put in charge of that. And it's all history from there. Yeah. So what did this guy do? What Like, what's he being accused of? <laughs> This is from uh, Zero Hedge. It says, Busted! Adam Schiff funneled millions to defense contractors after taking their donations. Uh, so, again, this goes back to, like, campaign donation laws and stuff like that. Like, yeah. at what point is it illegal to, like, award contracts to these people that donated to your campaign to right. begin with that that's the whole issue i have with campaign don't donations it's like right. obviously everybody that is donating to your campaign wants something out right. of it you can't be a politician accepting campaign donations and not unless yeah. it's like crowdfunded or something like right. that where you're like yeah. having a, a gofundme account if you if you're taking donations from corporations or something yeah. they 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 want it, something. It's like they're a stockholder in your political career. Right. right? Like, oh, well, I own 50,000 shares, right? <laughs> exactly. It says, while Representative Adam Schiff campaigns for a Senate seat on a platform of earmarks for local causes, the 12-term congressman has been busted for steering millions in taxpayer dollars to for-profit defense contractors, many of whom have been political donors to I, I find it interesting that a Democrat is shifting millions of dollars into defense contractors. I mean, aren't they typically, like, anti-defense contractor? Ukraine. Yeah. They were until Ukraine. There now, you go. Now yes, they're the, the pro-war yes. party. According to investigation by Politico, Shift has offered an incomplete and potentially misleading account of his record on earmarks. So he's campaigning on earmarks, and he's, like, not being forthcoming about his own earmarks. 
says a political review of con congressional earmarks. Let me pause. Like, God, I got to keep these videos from popping up because they slow everything uh, down. A political review of congressional earmarks and political contributions found that in addition to the money for homelessness and drug treatment, Schiff also steered millions to— the, I like how he's like, oh, but I, I gave money I to the homeless Would and that drug be the, treatment. the homeless shelters that are $44,000 tents? Probably. <laughs> Schiff also steered millions to for-profit companies and raised tens of thousands for his House reelection campaigns from corporate executives and people connected to them. The review was mostly limited to publicly available data from the brief three-year window when corporate earmarks were disclosed. In two particularly egregious cases, Schiff channeled millions in funding to Smith's Detection and Phasebridge, Inc., two defense companies within his district, with $6 million steered to Smith's Detection and $3 million to Phasebridge. Both moves have been barred under reforms adopted in 2010. The financial maneuvering coincided with Schiff receiving $8,500 in contribu contributions from PMA Group PAC and two family members of Paul Magliocchetti, founder and owner of the lobbying firm retained by both defense companies. So this, these people, these PACs or these mm -hmm. lobbying firms, they also they lobby for these defense contractors and he got 8500 which isn't a ton but he got no. money from them and in turn yeah those defense contractors received millions of dollars in yeah. defense contracts yeah which you you got to read these these expenditures to yeah. these because it it they're hilarious so, in 2011, Paul Magliacchetti was sentenced to 27 months in prison for making illegal campaign contributions. That's Why is this guy flag. even allowed to yeah. make any contributions at right. this point yeah, anymore? Yeah, he should be not should allowed be to make contact. From, yeah, how is he even working for a lobbying right. firm at this point? Says, the earmark shift delivered for donors. Um, $9 million earmarked to Smith's detection for chemical weapons Sensors and Phasebridge Inc. that was developing a radar frequency distribution system for na for the Navy. Um, amount donated to Schiff's campaign was $8,500. A million dollars from Eureka Aerospace for military technology to stop vehicles that ignore checkpoints. Isn't that just a bullet? <laughs> I think so. I mean, what kind of technology do you need? A fence? <laughs> or like the, the things that pop spikes? up out of the ground? Yeah, right. A million dollars for that. A million dollars for that. He received thirty-four thousand dollars from that, from towards his campaign from that company. A million dollars to Tanner Research for detecting IEDs received fifteen thousand eight hundred dollars from that company. Um, eight hundred thousand dollars earmarked for Orbit's Lightwave Incorporated for an ultra-stable, coherent laser project. That's not a red flag nowadays. He <laughs> or he received thirty-seven hundred in campaign donations from them. $492,000 to Super Protonic for solid acid fuel cell research. He received $1,500 from them. But but the thing is that that's that's what he he's claimed, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't see anything under the table. 
right? Right. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's just it. They're saying, well, and his list is incomplete. Right. This yeah. is just what we know. Yeah. This is based on the public information. What's not public is the more concerning part. Right. Because if he's willing to disclose that, right. what's he will- not willing to disclose? Yeah. It says, Schiff claims to not have full accounting of Zermarks. <laughs> he's like, wasn't my fault. Yeah. I'm not the one who did I Just because I, that's my responsibility, yeah. I'm not the one who did that. Right, yeah. You got to talk to my campaign manager. The congressman's campaign has been quick to minimize these connections, emphasizing the small proportion of contributions in his overall fundraising and underscoring his commitment to ensuring California's tax dollars work for their benefit. And a boiler point boiler in a boilerplate response, spokesperson Marisol Samayoya said Californians know and trust Adams' record of getting things done. And as a U.S. senator, he will do what it takes to ensure Californian tax tax dollars are put to work for them and their priorities. These contributions amount to less than one-tenth of one percent of what Adam has raised over 20 years in Congress. So she's like, I think that's a she. Marisol sounds like a she. Marisol sounds like a she. Says... You got to realize, yeah, they donated camp to his campaign, but he's made a lot more yeah. than what they donated. So <laughs> right. it's just drops in yeah. a bucket. It's not even worth mentioning. And yes, we haven't disclosed everything that he has yeah. earmarked and has thrown money yeah. at and shit. Because we don't really know it all. Right. Uh, it says, and we're driven by what was best for our troops and his constituents. <laughs> So they got to throw out there. It's like yeah. you, you believe in the troops, right? Right, right. Yeah. This is what's best for our troops: yeah. the lasers and uh, the yeah. checkpoint bars and shit. Yeah. So the, that's what it wasn't the the th- hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign contributions. It was what's best for our troops. Right. Yeah. However, Schiff's lack of transparency in providing a complete list of his earmarks further fuels the cloud of skepticism surrounding his actions. We were always concerned about the pay-to-play aspects and that something that er- that's something every lawmaker must live with, said Steve Ellis, president of Taxpayers for Common Sense, a nonpartisan budget watchdog um, who has been analyzing earmarks for decades. If you're getting a campaign contribution and getting your earmark for that same company or for a client that, that lobbyists, it has that perception. So it's like, even if this isn't what was happening... It the percept like the optics are not mm. real great here. Right, the earmark process was changed following rising spending on a series of congressional pay-to-play scandals in the mid 2000s, including that of former Representative Randy Duke Cunningham of California, who admitted to taking millions in bribes from defense contractors, as well as disgraced lobbyist Jack Ambramoff, who dubbed the appropriations panel a favor factory. <laughs> So he claimed it's like this is just a favor factory, yeah. and wondered why he got caught. And right, it's per- like everybody else is doing it. Why are right. you guys coming after me? More shifts shiftiness via Politico. So this is some other stuff that that he's got going on. Schiff directed a million dollars to Pasadena-based Eureka Aerospace, which was developing military technology to stop vehicles that ignore checkpoints. Eureka uh, CEO James Tatoian. Uh, contributed 24000 to shift between 2006 and 2016. Others in his household also gave 
uh, almost $10,000 through 2020. His only other federal contributions in recent years went to former Republican Senator Martha McSally of Arizona, a retired Air Force colonel and former pilot. So this Check guy her is out. <laughs> yeah, this guy has never really donated to any campaign except Adam Schiff's, and yeah. now he's all of a sudden getting earmarks for yeah. his company. Schiff channeled a million dollars to Tanner Research of Monrovia for detecting IEDs. CEO John Tanner donated fifteen thousand to him from two thousand three to two thousand twelve. Schiff got $800,000 earmarked for Orbit's Light Wave for an ultra-stable, coherent laser project. Yakov Chevy, uh, Orbit's Light Wave's co-founder and president, donated 2500 bucks to him over his time in Congress. His name's Yakov? His name is Yakov. Okay. Um, and Executive Katrine Sarukhanian gave $1,200. Uh, all the rest of the stuff we talked about. So... I mean, yes, he's not getting a ton of kickback that we can see. Right. Not not to the the tune of what Bob Menendez was. Yeah. But I mean, it seems at least like he's getting shit on right. for some. This this is just it's like what what level do we say no bad right. and well that's just like typical campaign donations and stuff. Right. Like there's you you can say there's got to be a line or i say either let them contribute as much money as fucking possible who cares or don't let them contribute any money right like you're putting a limit on, like a cap on it. it's like well these people can only uh try to um influence policy to the tone of a couple hundred thousand right. versus five billion dollars it's yeah. like either let them throw all the money at it right. and just let the whole thing go to shit or just cancel Right. campaign contributions altogether except yeah. maybe like but even crowdfunding you'd still get some sort of like right some like hacker guy that's setting up all these accounts like donating like ten dollars yeah. at a time yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um i mean what was it uh well ftx on, well yeah but i have you seen breaking bad where they set up uh because he had cancer and they set up like a fake GoFundMe okay. thing to to uh, to launder his money through and made it look like small donations oh, to okay. the and then it was just like going and they set it up under his son's name or his son set it up originally and then they kind of hacked into it and like made it look like all these like mm -hmm. no like small time donations so they could funnel their money through it and it's right. like you know something like that would happen oh, absolutely so just no camp like no campaign donations at all like yeah. just word of mouth just. Yeah, I don't know. Go self self fund your shit, or right. get all the like everybody throw all the money at it. Right. There there doesn't have to be a line. Yeah, the line is all or nothing in my I, book. I agree. I agree with that hundred percent. And they say you know to run a successful political campaign, you have to it, it, about forty five thousand dollars for what though? Not for president? Well, no, for like a state representative. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, I imagine, yeah, President, you're looking at, you know, millions, millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. So that would get rid of the gray area altogether. Right. It's either all or nothing. Yeah. No gray areas, black or white. It's just like, yeah, just, just throw all the corruption and, yeah. and money at it. Who who fucking cares that we're being bought out because we're getting bought out? The, the Senate's getting bought out. The president's bought out. Right. They're all bought out anyway. Um, I think it was somebody had commented. I think it was uh, Derek said, 
politicians should be like NASCAR drivers. They should have to wear patches of everyone that contributed to their campaign and take bribes from them. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I mean, look at, like, like for example, NASCAR. Is there a cap on how much uh, um, That's a good question. people can, like, sponsors can pay? Yeah. Because doesn't that give you a, an advantage if you're getting more sponsor money? Oh, yeah. You can put the better engine in, the better, like, better slick wheels, tires on it. Better and, pit crew. Yeah, you can have a better freaking, like— uh, Confederate flag hat or something, right? Yeah. Versus the guy that has no sponsorship and he's driving around is freaking hoopty, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think there's a cap on what your sponsors can pay you. So why does? Right. I mean, yes, he gives an unfair advantage, but just be better at right. your job, I guess. Yeah. Maybe just don't have a cap on those. Just be a better politician or a scummier politician. I mean, yeah, yeah it's gonna be corrupt but at least we'll know yeah that it's corrupt yeah we won't have people saying no this isn't really what's happening this is just actually this no we'll know it'll be exactly what it looks like it's like yeah this guy was bought off and we know it because they're all fucking bought off right yeah or no campaign contributions like well these guys are clean because they can't take any money right yeah i don't know That, that that's my political science lack yeah. of degree no, there I, but i i would agree with that I, I again it's it's all or nothing i i don't agree with the whole lobbyist thing because right. they they've abused the system so much we've talked about this it's a you know it's a revolving door right politicians make money off making bills that favor different companies mm-hmm. they retire they automatically start out in that company i mean when you leave the gray area like this i mean Yes, there is a process that has to be done to get the contract. You have to, like, bid it out and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. You can't just give it to the guy that contributed the most. You got to bid it out. But how hard is it to call up, like, such and such laser company and be like, well, these guys bid this, this, and this. You just got to get, like, a dollar lower. This price is right. Just a dollar lower. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, there's not—with the gray area, there's no law saying— you can't give a contract to somebody that contributed to your campaign. There's right. nothing that says that. Otherwise, yeah. why would they contribute to your right. campaign? Yeah. Um, so that that's that's the gray area we leave with all yeah. this freaking political shit. Well, and, and plus, they double dip, right? Because it's like, okay, yeah, they're going to donate to your campaign. But also, all of a sudden, you know that stock's going to jump up really high in that company because they're about to get a nice, fat government contract. Right, exactly. And if they wear the patches, like Derek said, we know who bought them out. Yeah. We know whose stock's going to go <laughs> right. up, and we can all get rich exactly. off of it. So, who to invest in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I guess let's go back. I mean, do you got much more? There's not a ton on Peter Sh- or Peter Schiff. <laughs> Adam Schiff. Right, um, yeah. No, there's not. Yeah, like I, said, I wouldn't say it's as bad as Bob Menendez. No, and yes, they're probably only like shitting on him because he's the anti-Trump yeah. guy. But it's a it goes back to the whole like you, the people that point the fingers are the, usually the ones doing it themselves. Like right. Menendez was, like yeah. Adam Schiff, like they're all doing it. At yeah. least be like Gavin Newsom and don't point fingers because you know that everybody's doing it. Right. So would you say that? Andrew Schiff is falling within the Goldilocks rules of that Newsom is set. If the Goldilocks rules in Washington exist, I would say Adam Schiff kind of is yeah. de- is playing within that because 
with the gray areas that exist, I think he still kind of falls in that yeah. gray I, I corruption area. Now, Bob Menendez, no, he's just like <laughs> totally jumped over the gray. Yeah, he blew the shit out of the Goldilocks. Yes. So back to the, the original question. Yes. Does power corrupt or does power attract the corrupt? And you kind of said it's kind of probably both, but probably more. like 98. 90% the corrupt yeah. are attracted to power, and the other couple percent yeah. um, is that the, the, well, people go in with good intentions and then slide down well, the slippery and, slope. And unfortunately, look how many politicians are are already, especially in the high positions, are, are wealthy and have well, yeah. always been wealthy, right? They're business owners, they're high-priced corporate lawyers, they're business, they, the real estate people. I mean, they were playing the corrupt game be- yeah. long before they got into. Yeah, I, I mean, look at look at politics. our own town's city council. How many of them are land developers, real estate agents, and business right. owners? Right. I mean, they they all work within that realm. Right. Right. Well, it's like every every politician. That you've ever heard of has done something that you can be like, well, that was fucking right. corrupt. Look at like Nancy Pelosi, like we said, yeah. with what we would call insider trading. Yeah, she doesn't call it insider trading because the law doesn't say she can't right. do that. And obviously she doesn't go home and talk to her <laughs> husband after he's getting beat with hammers and right. shit by a dude in his underwear. She doesn't go tell him right. uh, that this stock will probably jump soon because of my yeah. policies. Go buy that. She would never do that. Yeah. Um, but but she also has a son who's like one of the the top board people on like the microchip company oh, yeah, in yeah, Taiwan. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. You know, so and you got like Donald Trump who campaigned at his own yeah. at Trump Tower and got made millions of dollars through his can Yeah. I mean uh, that I would say is pretty fucking corrupt. It's just like, yeah, we're gonna use campaign funds for our big campaignly thing, and it's gonna we're gonna host it at Trump Towers, though. That that's my gift to you. And he's getting like millions in campaign yeah. funds just back to his tower to rent that space out. Right. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. I yeah, think. I agree. What about like Obama, who like started out as like a poor like uh man of the people, yeah. like an organizer guy, and now he's like got like six homes right. and Martha's Vineyard and yeah, shit. Right. Um, obviously, he got that just specifically from being the president. Oh, absolutely. He right. made all yeah. those millions yeah. off yeah. of or his. Or the Clintons who... The Clintons who... Specialize in disaster capitalism. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Derek says, lobbying groups, bills that are thousands of pages long, it's all crap. Absolutely. Yeah. What about the Bidens? We, we've all... We, the, we, we know, know the where they are. Yeah. What about like... Like you were talking, like small town politicians yeah. fall into that whole scheme. Like yeah. I know my small town of like thirty seven hundred people that I grew up in, mm-hmm. they had a treasury that skimmed, or like the county treasury yeah. skimmed, the freaking county clerk skimmed. They they've been to jail and yeah. stuff. It's just like there's a there's a small town uh, not not too far from here that I was talking to somebody and they were talking about how the mayor gives friends. Businesses, all the the town business. Oh yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, there's, I can't remember what it was. One of the small towns east of here, like Springville or some somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. Remember, there was like a dude that was like holding two full time positions there that they didn't know he was like yes. making a full time yeah. check, forty hour a week check. But he wasn't spending eighty hours there. Right. He was just going to work forty hours a week, and he was. Uh, mm-hmm. expensing like for both jobs. I'm doing both yeah, jobs. Right. I might as well get paid for them. Yeah, right? and like somehow the town didn't know about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and that's sh- that's about as podunk as you can get. <laughs> right, or like uh, 
I mean, it, it's not even just a political power thing. It's like everybody that gets to that point at some point starts somewhere. It's like, yeah. I can skim a little. I can make a little extra buck here. Yeah. I'm not making it that much money as a politician or that much money as whatever. I'm a business owner. It'd be easy for me to just like skim here. Yeah. What about or like all the way up to the what's the white dude's name that like blew his freaking pension fund of back in the 90s? What's the 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 big one where he just like split the country or something with his Bernie Madoff. Oh, oh Bernie yes. Madoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like everybody yeah. that gets in some role of power right. starts somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's through, like, you know, I'm going in with good intentions, or yeah. I'm going in because I. Here, here's power one hungry. that I, this is funny. So I was sitting in church, and they had uh, this young guy who is a, a leader in the youth, and he was talking about how he had gotten an intern position with with Governor Reynolds. Uh huh. And how he wasn't supposed to get that position because only college students are supposed to get it. Uh But because of his parents' connections, he got that position. And he was bragging about it in in church there while he was talking to the congregation. But he was talking about how blessed he was and everything. And I'm just like, well, that's fucked up. That's pretty corrupt, dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's like ground level corruption right Right. there. I mean, that's just you start out at the slippery slope like that. Yeah. you end up in like a position where it's just like, well, I'll just skim a little off to. Yeah. I mean, the town's not gonna know. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the city's not gonna know that uh, we're giving contracts to these people and yeah. not to these people. You right. know. Yeah. Like, it's a better deal. So right. you know. Right. Uh, Derek says our fair board is all ran by one single family, and they're missing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And a country, a county fair board at a county fair board. The county only has a few thousand people. Well, what about uh, what was that company that ran the Cedar Rapids events? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that big one with uh, Maroon Five was playing. Yeah, and they lost. Yeah. They bombed on it. Well, yes. they were like, they were like getting investors for it, saying they had mm-hmm. X amount of tickets sold when they didn't have yeah. that much sold, and um, they ended up owing. Like the sit, they just like disintegrated because the event happened they didn't sell as many tickets as they said they were selling Mm -hmm. and so they owed like a million bucks or something like that it was quite a bit and it was just like dumped on the city the city just had to come up with that that money and yeah yeah. so it's just stuff like that that's like you get to that position even if it's just like I sit on the board of the county fair it's like that power will get to your head or in the very least it's like I can, I mean, there's there's just money sitting here. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we gonna like? How many cows can we have to the fair? Like, <laughs> is anybody gonna notice when we don't have like 18 rides? We only have like 15 right. rides, but we we said we were paying for eight. Is yeah. anybody really counting the fair right. rides? Yeah, and, you're right. You're and right. It's just like, well, we could just line. I mean, especially when it's a family board like that. Right. It's yeah. Like, exactly. Nobody's like, held accountable. With, with all we sacrifice for this county, I think they they could owe us a little bit. Right. Derek also Derek lives in a screwed up. Yeah. What area. the hell, Derek? Derek says our <laughs> hospital is missing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Also, got a lot of small towns. So it's not like even just like mega politics. Yeah. It's almost easier at the small town level to just like who's going to notice this yeah. missing? Like because you're not paying as many auditors and mm-hmm. the, the accountability is not there. You're, right. I mean, you're electing like Uncle Rick and right. cousin Bob yeah. to the position and. Um, 
wondering why they're not holding each other accountable. Right. Kind of yeah. like the Biden family. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's not just like mega, like federal yeah. level politics. I mean, the corruption just spread is across the board when right. it comes to those quote unquote powerful positions, yeah. it, depending on what you think's considered yeah. powerful, I guess. But yeah. again, it's like those the people that want those positions are the ones that are going to end up mm -hmm. uh, thrown in jail because they skimmed from right. the county or, or they skimmed from the federal government yeah. or from or they they accepted gold bars from right. the prince of egypt or something <laughs> yeah do you think it's kind of like a like a susceptibility like that someone has and i just see with an article that probably addresses that i was talking about like somebody who may be like more susceptible to say like a gambling addiction like somebody who's more addicted to power than others um, this one does get into, yeah, probably. It usually ends up being like, well, I skimmed off the top to pay off my gambling debt, something stupid right. like that. Yeah, like, right. Or, like you know, so, somebody that like already has some kind of like vice that vice, they have to yeah, kind of keep or, up on. Right. So this, this is just a blog article. It talks about the psychology of political power. Does power corrupt or is it magnetic to the most corruptible? And I'm not, we're running out of time, so I'm not going to read this whole, um, blog but it, it's interesting because it, it has that debate like mm -hmm. does absolute power corrupt or are the corrupt just the ones who yeah. draw themselves to power so it says in january 22 i attended a conference on political power morality and corruption a socratic dialogue with fellow scholars led me back to one question that epistemologically so you can tell these are like philosophical scholars because they're Nobody using big words word like that, that. epistemologically haunts political theory and philosophy to date does power corrupt or is it magnetic to the most corruptible the cornerstone that is that this question posts on the antithetical to the idea of power duality as malefic and benefic god i shouldn't have picked this <laughs> Bad or good. <laughs> Instead, this problem statement is trying to explore and exact the fundamentals of political power. While the former part of the question is striving to deconstruct the soma of power itself, the latter construct of the question is focusing on the agency of an individual with political power. Now, if you read Frank Herbert's Chapter House Dune, he writes, All governments suffer a recurring problem. Power tracks pathological personalities. So, he quotes Dune. Dune. Uh, not the movie Dune, or the game Dune. No, not no, I, I'm thinking like the sci-fi. Uh, it's Herbert's Chapter yeah, House Dune. Yeah, it, it is Dune. <laughs> it is not that power corrupts, but it is the magnetic to the corruptible. Such people have a tendency to become drunk on violence, a condition to which they are quickly addicted. So back to that addictive kind of personality that right. you were, t were talking about. Rather than saying absolute power corrupts absolutely, Herbert reveals a common metaphysical denominator, corruptibility that fundamentally connects all those with political power. However, his somatic interpretation gives birth to more questions than answers. Suppose we take Herbert's argument in consideration and assume that the most corruptible are indeed attracted to power. In that case, the global political infrastructure as we know it today is then built on the building block of corruption by its very virtue, which... Yes, it is. Yes. For example, the fourth edition of Global Corruption Index covered 196 countries and territories. There's a Global Corruption Index? That's awesome. And provided a comprehensive overview of the state Probably of corruption sick. around the world based on 43 variables. The, ex 
Extensive data revealed only 52 countries have a low corruption index, with Finland and Norway leading the way. On the other hand, the rest 144 countries are suffering from profane corruption. Using Herbert's interpretation of power and corruption, should we conclude that political corruption, which is about privatization of average citizens and the use of the public sphere to promote private interests, is the foundational political infrastructure of these 144 countries? Yes, probably. And if this assertion is true, does it mean every government representative of those 144 countries are fundamentally corrupt? Yes, probably. Yes. Herbert's simplistic interpretation of that problem statement creates a more conundrum of either this or that rather than exploring the connection between the two variables, power and corruption. So this says, power doesn't corrupt, it amplifies and reveals a leader's predispositional traits, which is kind of what you were saying. Do they yeah. have like a predisposition towards gambling or towards right. like, are they um, sociopathic? Right, or are narcissistic. They narcissistic, yes. Yeah. And, um, but basically, it's like, yeah, they go in with great intentions, but the power get like brings out this trait that was already there. It right. doesn't create a corrupt right. individual. It brings out— it gives the opportunity for that trait to grow. To, to, to come to yeah. the surface. Um, and, and I would argue, I mean, when you're, when you're in and around shitty people, right, I mean, you kind of act a little bit shittier yourself, mm -hmm. right? And so I would argue that like, politicians see all this stuff going on. Yeah, and it just comes out. Yeah. yeah. Derek says, my little kid's safety day organization has more oversight than most of the country. <laughs> said, I also didn't want to be in control of that thing, but if no one stepped up to do it, it would have died many years ago. And it educates public and kids love it. They love even more when... The bounce houses show up, but I'm not bitter. <laughs> remember, yes, remember that conversation. I, I do. I feel bad for Derek on that one. Um, for decades, so social psychologists were convinced that power corrupts. One of the key demonstrations was I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it, it talks about the oh, they the had, prison experiment. Yeah, they had these students yeah. do the prison experiment where yeah. like and like the, left to their own vices, given mm. the, given the power and stuff, like. They end up being like super sadistic, like yeah. making them take off all their clothes right. and sleep on a hard floor. And it's just like, wow, this power yeah. really got yeah. to them. Yeah. And then it talks about, so that's where that came from, where it's just like, well, this total power and control thing really mm -hmm. fucked these kids up yeah. really quickly. But it says, um, the result were shocking. However, the Stanford prison experiment failed to explore one crucial variable. The behavioral and cognitive pattern of students who willingly participated and were recruited to be part of the study of prison life. So basically saying, now, did we take into context the people that would actually volunteer for this kind of study and be like, hey, you want to go like mm -hmm. um, control this prison thing? Like, did they, we take that into account or did right. we just look at the results but not really look at who we were pulling in to begin with? Right. It says, uh, this subduing was absolute part. Uh, let's see. Revisiting the Stanford prison experiment, could participant self-selection have led to the cruelty? They wanted to study what kind of people participated and are drawn to the likes 
of the Stanford Prison Experiment. The research revealed that the volunteers for the prison study scored significantly higher on measures of the abuse-related dispositions of aggressiveness, authoritarianism, Machiavellianism, narcissism, and social dominance, and lower on empathy and altruism, hmm. two qualities inversely related to aggressive abuse. Hmm. So the people that... We're like, yeah, I'm in. I'll do that. I want to be a guard. They already have predispositions towards narcissistic behavior Mm -hmm. or uh, social dominance and stuff like that. Mm So, yeah, that so they didn't take that into account originally, but then they went back and revisited, and they're like, oh, that's why these people turned into monsters because they already were monsters, and we brought that out of them. Um. And I, I would argue that, not argue because we're kind of agreeing on this, but I would say that um, power, you know, it, it amplifies, you know, whatever like psychosis or, or negative emotional trauma you have inside you. Right. And and look who our politicians are. They're trust fund babies. They're high powered lawyers. They're high powered real estate agents. They're, you know, people whose families have silver spoons. So they're right. they're not. They don't appreciate power because they've always had it. They don't right. appreciate money because they've always had it, typically. And so that's that's what we're seeing this. We don't have Joe Blow, who comes from a good farm family, you know, who knows family values. Right. Because, you know, that's that's not what these guys have. They have dad's never home because he's screwing around with his secretary uh-huh. and 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 mom has all these tennis lessons with Uncle Joe and and we you know we're constantly going to have this flow of money coming in and we beat the slaves you know i mean that's what we got for our right. politicians right you know i yeah I, I, this is way more philosophical than we usually get and yes. we're not even like <laughs> digging that deep but it is interesting to to actually think about that mm. and yeah the the best politicians typically are the ones that are like i don't freaking want to do this in the first place right. Um, the ones that are like, yeah, I just, I just lifelong dream of being a politician. They're probably, they're, right. there's something wrong yeah. with them. Right. There, there's nobody that's like, I want to rule over you people <laughs> right. from like, the <laughs> kindness of my heart. Yeah. I've always wanted to be president because how cool would that be? <laughs> right. I think that's why Donald Trump actually ran for president. Well, it wasn't, you know it, it wasn't a, for to save the country is like that would just be really cool. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I've done everything, but I just haven't been president yet. Yeah. I I just feel like if I'm president, then um, I just I I've succeeded like yeah. as far as I can go. It, it's like the biggest title. So I don't know. Yeah, because that's why they don't let go of it either, though. Well, yeah, right. That's why we have senators who have been in office for 50 years because they don't want to let go of that power. Well, yeah, what are they going to go do? Right, exactly. And when they do let go, they usually go work for the corporations that lobbied exactly. for them and that More they money kick back money to. So, yeah. I mean, it's just big revolving door of yeah. playing the power game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Term limits would, would help, I think. I'm, yeah, term limits or mandatory retirement age. Yeah, you know. Well, I think term limits is like you got four years to do yeah, right. whatever Something, you can. Right. That your your job isn't to try to get reelected. Your yeah. job is to make nice on the promises right. that you you yeah. promised. And uh, you know, a lot of those people go in making promises that will get them reelected the next mm-hmm. time. Like every every 
politician is thinking about the next time. Like Absolutely. everything they do is just like, well, is this going to hurt my reelection chances? That's why, um, like a president doesn't do, like it doesn't seem like they do a whole lot in their first four right. years. Doesn't get a lot done, and then after they get reelected, they're yeah. like. Fuck it, I'm not gonna. It's not like I'm getting reelected. I'm just gonna right. start slashing this and yeah. like George Bush, like we saw the true George Bush his last like year yeah, right. of how and, terrible, as you typically do how terrible of a president, yeah. like economic president he he was, yeah. and like how I don't know, yeah, like the first four four years was obviously Iraq and Afghanistan <laughs> and and Obama was the same. Well, yeah, and then in the the last couple of years, it's just like. Oh, you're you're just gonna throw money at people, right? Like yeah. that you think that's gonna say like oh, just print some checks and yeah. throw it at people, and that's gonna save the economy. That that's what you think's right. a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. Like like I feel because Bush lost a lot of his um, popularity in that mm. last year too, yeah, of, and it's like the true colors start coming out when it's right. like, well, I'm not gonna get reelected yeah. anyway, so I'm just gonna say screw it and yeah. do do what I probably would have done. I'm going to do things that obviously benefit um, my my people. people and yeah. I'm going to go out with a paycheck. Yeah. And my guess is, you know, it, if Biden ends up not running again or we see that it's apparent he's not going to win, we'll start seeing him do even worse shit he's already doing. Which, that's scary. That's that terrible. Well, let's go out on a less philosophical note. Let's go out with um, a list of America's most crooked politicians. Some example of crooked. We we talked about Adam Schiff. We talked about um, Menendez. Menendez, and we talked about all these other people. I I found this list from CNBC. It says meet America's most crooked politicians, and some of these stories are interesting. I I had no idea. Like Ulysses S. Grant is on the top hmm. ten list of most corrupt politicians. Uh, let's see. It says, absolute power corrupts absolutely. We found out that's not the case tonight, yes. so this article needs to catch up. Um, it says, but for American politicians looking to make some money, even a little power will do quite nicely. The, histor the history of American politicians, or Amer American politics is lined with public officials lining their pockets. To create a truly elite list of America's most crooked politicians, we limit our search to financial scandals. If we added sex scandals, you'd be here all day. And because particular, parti practically every public official has at some point battled allegations of corruption, our list ranked by money stolen in 2016 dollars includes only proven or admitted misconduct. Prepare to be outraged as you enter our hall of shame. Number 10, Ray Nagin from New Orleans. Oh, yeah, I remember him. New Orleans Shakedown was what the scandal was called, 2004-2010. Uh, apparently scammed $500,000 at the time, now worth $600,000. So some of these don't seem as much, but then they put them in today's. Right. Like, Grants was like a, a couple hundred thousand, but today's standards would be like millions of dollars. So it says he became the public face of the battered city after Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans in 2005. But when the city recently marked the 10th anniversary of the storm, Ray Nagin was nowhere to be seen. That's because the former mayor is serving a 10-year federal prison sentence for corruption before, during, and after Katrina. What is scam lacks in dollars compared to, to some of the other—this is typed terribly. Like, there's spaces are missing in, like, almost every other word. 
Um, what his scam lacks in dollars compared to some of the other great American frauds, it makes up for in audacity. At a time when his city needed help the most, Negan used the disaster as a revenue source. He installed an associate as the city's chief technology officer, gaining control over millions of dollars in a no-bid city contracts for things like computer systems and crime cameras. And Nagin used his position as mayor to steer redevelopment business to a granite company he owned with his sons. That's fucked up. Perhaps worst of all, he let his city down during his darkest hours. A disaster can be prime breeding ground for corrupt politicians. Some disasters like hurricanes are natural. Others, like the $160 billion savings and loan crisis in the 80s, are man-made. Taking advantage of that disaster where five politicians, but they're almost universally referred to as one. So this is the next one, the Keating Five. Uh, And Nagin blamed everything with Katrina on on, George Bush. uh, On racism. Oh, yeah. On racism, yeah. Right? Because it was a chocolate city. Yeah, right. But he was like scamming the city oh, yeah. Which, and making money for himself and his friends. And but stuff you know, I bet you if that. he ran for office, he would get. Oh, he probably again. would. Well, except he's serving a prison sentence well, when he gets out. So then this gets into it says uh, the 160 billion dollar savings and loan crisis talks about mm-hmm. the Keating Five. Those are some ugly people. Is that John McCain? That looks like John McCain. Oh. Uh, far from so 1.3 million dollars back in '89 to the tune of $2.5 million today. Uh, far from the warm and friendly institution depicted in It's a Wonderful Life, savings alone by the 80s had become a c- cesspools of risky investments and corruption. None was worse than Charles Keating's Lincoln Savings and Loan in California, which collapsed in 1989, leaving thousands of investors penniless. How did Keating get away with it for so long? Five U.S. senators intervened with regulators on his behalf in exchange for lavish campaign contributions. Uh, The Senate Ethics Committee issued a formal reprimand to California Democrat Alan Cranston and criticized Democrats Dennis DeConcini of Arizona, Donald Ragel of Michigan, for acting improperly. Democrat John Glenn of Ohio, I'm guessing that's not the astronaut, and Republican John McCain of Arizona were cleared of wrongdoing, but the committee formally criticized them for poor judgment. McCain, the only member of the Keating Five still in office at the time of this article, he's not now. Hopefully, maybe maybe well, he is he now. Be, they might elect him again. <laughs> um, uh, has said the affair taught him a painful lesson about conflicts of interest. The Keating Five are all senators, but the other side of the Capitol, the House of Representatives, uh, is hardly free of crooks. So then this gets into the next one. So you had heard of the '89 one? Yeah. I was I was four years old, so I mean I've heard of it. Yeah, but. I, I heard of it, but I didn't I didn't know much about it. Uh, Randy Duke Cunningham, which this you mentioned, I, I did mention yeah. that earlier. When you're talking about uh, Mendendez. What, what the hell? I keep getting uh, MSM or CNBC pop-ups. Um, Randy Duke Cunningham. Scandal was bribery and corruption in 2004 and 2005, worth $3 million today. Decorated Navy flying ace with dashing good looks and the nickname Duke, it seemed like Randall Cunningham of California. A lot of these are from California. Yeah, go go figure. (laughs) um, Had it all when he came to Congress in 91. But like so many crooked politicians, it wasn't enough. As a member of the House Defense Appropriations Subcommittee, the Republican congressman 
uh, had a line on some of the most lucrative government contracts, and he used that to his advantage. There was the defense contractor who purchased Cunningham's San Diego home for nearly twice its market value, then allowed him to live rent-free on a yacht. Wow. So it's not just making a mortgage payment like yeah. uh, uh, Menendez. It's, I'm yeah. gonna, I'll buy your house from you. Yeah. For twice, for what, twice it's worth, what it's yeah. worth, and then you can live on my yacht rent-free. Yeah. There were other favors, cash payments, a Rolls-Royce, and more. In 2005, oh, this was the guy that, is this the guy that stuffed money in the, the fridge, in the freezer? No, no. No, that no. was Jefferson. Yeah. That was something Jefferson. There was uh, cash payments, Rolls-Royce, and more. In 2005, Cunningham pled guilty to accepting $2.4 million in bribes, making him, oh, this was the guy that, that pretty much said, um, Called it like the yeah, the, the right. favor factory. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, it says making him arguably the most crooked congressman in history. He served an eight-year prison sentence and today reportedly lives in Arkansas. Uh, while wa- so this gets into the next one. While Washington may be teeming with crooks, some of the wildest scams occur in state capitals. Number seven, Edwin Ed W. Edwards, four point six million dollars worth of racketeering and extortion. Four-time governor of Louisiana, back to Louisiana, once famously boasted that the only way he could lose an upcoming election was if I'm caught in bed with a dead girl or a live boy. Wow. <laughs> he seemed equally uh, invincible in the courts, beating 24 different corruption cases against him since the early days of his career in the 70s. But on the 25th case, his luck, his luck ran out. In 98, a federal grand jury indicted him for a scheme to extort millions of dollars in payments for casino license and estate. Edwards was convicted on 17 counts and spent more than eight years in prison, but he wasn't done with public life just yet. 2014, at the age of 87, he tried to stage one more political comeback. Within 35, with his 35-year-old wife, he's 87, crap. Uh, running for Congress, uh, says Trina, and their one-year-old son. Gross. Holy crap. That is so gross. <laughs> uh, Derek asked, how many immigrants could they house on that yacht? <laughs> yeah. uh, within, with his 35-year-old wife and his one-year-old son by his side, Edwards announced he was running for Congress. It wasn't meant to be, however, and with his loss, the most colorful career in Louisiana politics came to an end. Or wow. did it? <laughs> He's still alive. He's still kicking. Yeah. Number six, Paul Powell. Uh, the shoebox scandal from 65 to 70, worth... So it was $800,000 back then, worth $4.8 million Jeez. today. Now, this one gets into, we talked about California. We got to talk about one of the most corrupt states, Illinois, uh, who has had four governors in the last yeah. X amount of years serve prison time. No list of crooked politicians would be complete without a visit to Illinois, where four governors since 1968 wound up in prison. And I think this is old, Ty. There's probably a fifth since then. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. Because uh, uh, Blagojevich. Yeah, Blagojevich is in jail. Is, is Or was in jail. Yeah. I don't know if he still is or not. And I don't know when this article came out. It says, perhaps the most brazenly corrupt Illinois public official was Secretary of State Paul Powell, once quoted saying, there's only one thing worse than a defeated politician, and that's a broke one. <laughs> wow. For Powell, those were words to live by. Illinois residents applied applying for driver's license in the 60s would make their checks payable not to the state, but to the Secretary of State Paul Powell. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Naturally, Powell took that literally. 
Now I've seen this, and I don't know if it's from my time growing up. And I, I've seen where, yeah, you make your payment to the secretary or treasurer, With his name? like the state treasury of the huh. secretary. I don't know if it's got his name on it okay. now. They probably took that off, but yeah. yeah, you'll make it to like county treasurer or something like that. Right. But I've never, maybe I just haven't paid attention. I've never seen the county treasurer take that literally and be yeah, like, right. "Well, I'm the county treasurer." <laughs> it comes to me. But yeah, they have they they probably stopped putting their name on it yeah, after probably. that. It says naturally, Powell took that literally. Add in a healthy dose of Illinois patronage, and Paul Powell was set for life. When he died of a heart attack in 1970, investigators found $800,000 in cash in his Springfield hotel room. Much of it stuffed in shoeboxes. Sounds kind of like Menendez. A few months later, Illinois Senator Adley Stevenson III famously quipped, Paul Powell left behind some pretty big shoeboxes to fill. (laughs) And then, so that's it for that one. It says, while people in Illinois may have come to expect their elected officials may turn out to be crooks, voters in many other parts of the country still have high expectations. That can make uh, a fall from grace all the more stunning. So, uh, Derek says, yeah, just go ahead and write that registration fee out to cash. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Kwame M. Kilpatrick. His name's familiar. Detroit's crime boss mayor from 2002 to 2008. Okay, yeah. Uh, scandal worth $5 million today. Considering a rising Democratic star and celebrated as the hip-hop mayor after he took office in Detroit's 68th, as Detroit's 68th mayor in 2002, Kwame Kilpatrick quickly set out building a criminal enterprise in City Hall. Some of his antics may have even helped set the stage for Detroit's historic bankruptcy in 2013. Interesting. Profiled in 2014 episode of American Greed, Kilpatrick was dogged by scandal almost from the start, from rumors of wild parties at his taxpayer-funded residence to hundreds of thousands of dollars in unexplained deposits to his personal bank account. 2013, a federal jury in Detroit, convicted him on 24 counts in what prosecutors called an astonishing scheme to establish a pay-for-play scheme, fleeing city contractors or fleecing city contractors and taxpayers for his personal gain. Kilpatrick, serving a 28-year prison sentence, has appealed his case to the Supreme Court. Wow. Uh, the next three are more historical, and they were all presidents. Of course. Warren G. Harding, $400,000 for the Teapot Dome. Worth $5.3 million today. He says he was never personally implicated, and most of the details emerged after his death, but the Teapot Dome forever sullied the reputation of the 29th president. Widely considered the granddaddy of American political scandals, the scheme was fairly tame and straightforward by today's standards. The real villain is Harding's, Harding's Interior Secretary, Albert Fall, a member of the so-called Ohio Gang says he was accused of accepting nearly $400,000 in bribes in exchange for oil leases in Wyoming. See, that's pretty tame. Yeah. Fall became the first former cabinet member in history to be sent to prison for crimes committed while in office. Then there was Richard Nixon. Do we need to really go into Richard Nixon's Watergate scandal? off Watergate. I didn't know he made Uh, it. I was just, like, listening to political adversaries. Let's see. Nixon funneled as much as half a million dollars in campaign campaign funds to the Watergate burglars. Uh, So there's that. Ulysses S. Grant, number two, ran a whiskey ring in 1871 to 1875. Uh, 
for the tone of three million dollars back then, now worth sixty three point wow. seven million dollars. I thought he was kind of a wuss. Corruption was so rampant in the eighteenth, uh, in the eighteenth U.S. president's administration, it became known as Grantism. That means there are plenty of grant scandals to choose from. But the most notorious one, and the one that came closest to the president himself, involved a scheme to siphon millions of dollars in whiskey tax revenue from the U.S. Treasury. I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. Conspiracy was vast, involving revenue agents, distillers, and politicians. The president was not directly involved. In fact, he ordered the raids that eventually broke up the ring. But he conveniently waited until after his 1872 re-election to do so. He may also have lied to cover up the action of his personal secretary, Orville Babcock, who was one of the 350 people indicted in the scandal, but was eventually acquitted, in part because the president personally vouched for him. Uh, number one was William M. Boss Tweed. Hmm. William Tweed was a president? Uh, they said the next three were president. Oh, uh, the next yeah. three were, we yeah, just yeah. kind of skipped Nixon. So this is so the Tammany Hall or the Tweed Ring, eighteen sixty nine to eighteen seventy seven. So he scammed anywhere between six million to two hundred million dollars wow. of that day, Back which then. is worth almost four point three billion dollars today. William Mager Tweed was a prodigious crook elected to Congress before he turned 30. But the real money was at home in New York, where he would soon return to begin his climb to the top of the city's powerful Democratic machine known as Tammany Hall. Boss Tweed became a wealthy man and one of the city's biggest landowners. Uh, thanks to some fairly basic scams, such as allowing overbilling over befavored contractors, uh, rampant patronage, and accepting plenty of well-placed bribes and kickbacks. But in one of the early triumphs of the investigative reporting, a series of reports by the New York Times beginning in 1871 helped bring down the Tweed Ring. Tweed was eventually convicted on hundreds of criminal charges, and New York City successfully sued him for $6 million. But the money believed to be a fraction of what he and his cronies actually stole was long gone. He died in jail at the age of 55, secure in the knowledge that he had stole more than any American public official ever before or since. Joe, what do you think of all these? I mean, I, I don't know what's more shocking, that or that the New York Times actually reported on. I was saying that too. <laughs> that that would actually break the news of yeah. s- specifically like a Democrat like right. um, politician, and now the New York Times is probably being paid off by right. all of them. Yeah, so. they're just bearing whatever Biden gives yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Dog. So hmm. I don't know. I like the I like the. Illinois driver's license fee won the yeah, best. That right. that's my favorite. That guy's a freaking moron. Like, how did he think he wasn't going to get caught know, doing right? that? So these says these checks uh, actually came to you. <laughs> I mean, you're either like really you think you're super smart, or you're really yeah. really freaking stupid. Maybe he just thought he could play dumb, be like, "Well, what? Uh, I'm the treasurer." I it just says my name yeah. on it. I just cashed the checks with my name on it, and that's that's definitely Illinois politics in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And we all know Obama came from there, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, all these are, I mean, all these states that are implicated in these are states that are well-known for their corruption. Right, you know? right, exactly. So, they're, I don't know, is Louisiana a Democrat-ran state? Yeah. So they're all Democrat-ran states. You had New York, you had uh, Michigan, uh, Illinois, yeah. California, California, a lot of California, a yeah. lot of Louisiana. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, hmm. what's your favorite out of all of them? Man, I, I I think Ray Nagin always has a soft spot in my heart. Yeah? Yeah, just because, uh, you know, he was pointing fingers at everybody else Which during one was Katrina. He, he was oh, the, Katrina guy, yeah. yep, yep. And, you know, everybody else's inefficiency, everybody's ineptitude except for his own. George you know. Bush's racist. Right, right, yeah. That, that whole... He hates he hates black people. I I think that was uh, actually Kanye. Kanye that said that, but, <laughs> Ironically, but still. <laughs> so, I I all this to say, they're all they're all corrupt. Yeah, and it's been going on since, since the beginning, beginning of time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty right. much since since a long time ago yeah. at least. And, and we've only gotten worse. You know, I mean, it's so much easier to hide corruption the bigger the government gets. So all this, wrap this all up. Is there any hope then to get somebody that can clean up, drain the swamp, or get like a Josh Smith in there um, on a party of vengeance or whatever? Uh, I mean, the romantic in me says yes. Yeah, but in reality, the reality of you. The reality, it's been happening a long time, and they just keep getting richer and richer. I think we brought this up a couple weeks ago. Tar and Feather, can we bring him back, Tar and I, Feather? I think we should. I, I really do. Like, I, I feel like there were, uh, that the corruption level spiked when we got did away with Tar and Feather right. and politicians. Yes, yes. I, I'm down with that. I, I think we should. Where do you find hot tar these days? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I, I think, I just think there should be zero tolerance. Yes, absolutely. So. Like, well, because drag them out of the office. Exactly. We talked about it. Last week, just like you know, yeah. drag him out of the freaking office. Yeah. Like, Take we don't to have to do impeachment trials. We don't yeah. have to wave. Just, just go in there and just drag yeah. him out. Take him to the town square. Throw some tar and some yes, feathers. Exactly. On. Perfect. I love it. Um, you got any final thoughts on this? We are over our no, two hour no. Mark. I I think we we tackled this one pretty good. Yes. Um, what do you think of Bob Menendez's jacket pockets full of cash? It, I, well, I'm a little jealous. Do you think honest. he's gonna get? <laughs> do you think he gets convicted? This time? I think he does. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I, you saw that one politician went 24 times Yeah, got, right, with right. no convictions before he finally I, was I, I think that uh, I think they're going to use him as a sacrificial lamb. Think so? Yeah. What about Adam Schiff? Do you think he I, goes, I think he gets away with it. Yeah. I, I think Adam Schiff just keeps being Adam Schiff. Yeah. And probably gets, like, awards and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. Let us know yeah. what you think about all this corruption and bullshit. Um. The comment section is always open. You can uh, hit us up on uh, the X and uh, Facebook and everywhere at the handle at Break the Bell Pod. Um, you can find links to all the shit we do at BreakTheBellPod.com. Make sure you check it out. Share it with your grandmas again because that's our key demographic. Yes. Um, is is grandmas right yes. now? And, and so and we really are looking for power and fame. Yeah, so, power and fame because that's yes. the type of uh, personalities we have. Predisposition we yes. have. Yes, we are narcissists. Um, yes. Who else is going to sit here and just talk and listen to yourself talk right. unless you're a narcissist? Exactly. So, um, exactly. yeah. So give us the power that we crave mm -hmm. because by by sharing with your grandmas. Yes, and yes. Th that's that's the end of it. So, yeah. have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next week, hopefully. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by. You. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors 
Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run podcast and goulash media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.